Bet Saratoga this summer with Naira Bets, the official betting partner of Saratoga Racecourse. New customers that sign up today receive a bonus match on their first deposit up to $200 with promo code SPA. Go to nyrabets.com for details and sign up today. On November 2nd, it's Crown Crew, live from Saudi Arabia, featuring Brock Lesnar, AJ Styles, The Undertaker, no female wrestlers because they aren't allowed to perform there, and maybe John Cena, if he's willing to take a major PRP. Try and forget everything you've seen on the news that might make this hard to enjoy, and instead, watch the Brothers of Destruction leave their opponents dead and buried. Sorry, poor choice of words. Someone is going to rest in pieces. Nope, hang on. Someone is going to be ambushed and mutilated with a bone saw and... You know what? Never mind. The point is, next Friday at Crown Jewel, respect is out the window. And if you care about human rights, the WWE's got two words for you. Suck it! Tony Kevin Castle Show. I don't know why you are, but you are. Amazing, says some guy. These men have changed broadcasting forever. The Don, Tony, and Kevin Castle Show. Oh, yeah, you know, just, uh, oh, no, I can't afford Skype. I don't know, the, the, the baseball analogy. I don't know. Oh, yeah, you know, just, um, uh, you, DT. What do you think about that, Kev? Oh, well, uh, Batista's pretty fucking sexy, and, uh, did I mention Roman Reigns gives me a boner? And, uh, yeah, um, uh, 1980s baseball and wrestling was better than anything else. <laughs> Dontony.com All right, before anybody takes that a little too seriously, that is from John Oliver's HBO show, basically ripping WWE for Saudi Arabia. We will definitely talk a little bit more about Saudi Arabia in a little bit. But first, the formalities. What's up, everyone? Don Tony here, and welcome to this edition of the Don Tony and Kevin Castle show for October 29th, 2018. I'm joined along with, as always... Kev Castle, what's up, TT? No, nothing. What's going on? Just getting ready for Halloween. Yeah, you know, it's it, this year, it's amazing how fast that it flew. It really mm-hmm. is. I mean, really? it, it, and we're almost approaching 2019, and, you know, it's just reminiscing. Today is the six-year anniversary of Superstorm Sandy ravishing this right. area. Yeah, so uh, there's a lot of stuff going on today, and... um you know, we're we're back as always, giving you the number one wrestling show on the net. 
you know, maybe we're not professionals. This will always be a hobby and we'll never be polished. But I invite anybody out there. You go to Stitcher, you go to some other places. And quite honestly, and let's be totally realistic about it. If we focused our show and told everybody to go to iTunes or go here or go there, we would be number one as far as amateur shows go because we're not trying to compete with Bischoff or Conrad or any of them because look you know they're legends hall of famers doing their shows they are the professionals we're not professionals but um we try to treat everybody here like it's just a bunch of us having some beers for me, maybe, you know, a cocktail because I don't drink beer. Just talking yeah. about wrestling and whatever else is going on. It's always been straight up, being realistic. And most importantly, you know, having the balls to take responsibility for our comments. And, you know, I apologize when I like to rub thing in people's faces. I do that for the haters. I also do that to remind people where you're hearing the facts and it's just ridiculous when I see reports and I see people trying to put words in our mouth. And we'll get into that a little bit later because we actually have a few important things to discuss. But I got a lot of news today for everybody. It's going to be a pretty interesting show. Um, one quick note. Yesterday night, a WWE Evolution pay-per-view recap was recorded, went 46 minutes long. That is available on a separate download. For those listening live, I will definitely stream it after this show is done tonight. You were working last night, so you didn't get a chance to comment on the event. I guess before we go any further, let's give you the floor and you can give just your overall thoughts on what you thought of the event yesterday. Yeah, I got home a little after midnight. It was an early show, but I, you know, couldn't be on. What isn't going to be home in time to do the recap with you? So I saw the replay. As soon as I got home, I put it on, and I had, you know, tried to avoid seeing the results. But I had heard about it leaked out. People at the, the club were like, "Oh, did you hear Becky Lynch and Charlotte tore, tore the house down?" I was like, oh, "Okay, you know, kind of what I expected." And no, uh, not you know, Nia won the battle, battle royal. That I thought I was hearing things when I was told that. I said, "Nia couldn't have won the battle royal. She's getting pushed again." So I came home, watched it, <clears throat> uh, opening match. I mean, I'm going to go match to match, but highlights for me clearly, I mean, you know, you have to be a fool to not say Becky and Charlotte were the stars of the show. I mean, Becky definitely proved to me, if I've had any doubt, that forget about the being the female Steve Austin. Let's just get that off the table. That's not what she is. What she is is a great uh, champion. She's really, I don't want to say reinvented herself, but she's proven herself that she is that good. Maybe didn't have the confidence a couple of years ago when she first got the title, then got injured, didn't, didn't have the confidence. She even said she had confidence issues, but now she's got the confidence, she's got the swagger, and is a great champion. I, I don't want to compare her to The Rock or Steve Austin. Or, uh, she's Becky Lynch, and, and she's great. Charlotte is great, too. Um, she put on a good match. Charlotte flubbed a few things. I agree with some people saying Charlotte should uh, give the moonsault a rest because it's just getting worse and worse when she does it. Um, but they put on a classic match. It, it stole the show, absolutely. Another highlight for me would be Tony Storm, one of the few picks that I got right. Uh, definitely, I agree with you, DT, about predictions. We'll get into that later. I was off with my predictions. Um, Tony Storm winning was great. She's she's adorable, only 22 years old, got a great future ahead of her. I was glad that she won the match. 
you know, she's definitely a future superstar. It was nice with the flowers and the presentation. I thought that was a nice touch. Um, you know, Lita didn't look that good to me. Trish looked great. Lita was a little sloppy, looked a little off. Again, I saw that tonight. So bringing these these older women back, I think, should be on a limited basis. Though I'm hearing Trish and Lita are going to wrestle a little bit more and more than we thought they were. Um, low lights for me would be Nia winning the Battle Royal. I didn't really enjoy the Battle Royal that much. I thought it was okay. I Everyone's, oh, it's Roman's cousin. They want to lure The Rock back. That's why The Rock's mom was there. The Rock's mom's been at many of Nia's matches. She's very close. That's her godmother. I don't know if I'm going to read into that narrative or they just want to have an, uh, you know give her another shot to face Ronda at some point. Um, I didn't like that, that she won. I was hoping Ember Moon. I thought Ember Moon, but no. Um, as far as the main event, uh, I, I didn't like it at all. I thought Nikki looked like an amateur. And Ronda's the presentation of her as a champion, I'm just not digging from her attire to ju- just the overall presentation of her. I just didn't like the match. I thought, I, And I didn't like the production last night either, DT. It was very dark for most of the card. It wasn't lit up like it normally is for a pay-per-view. I would probably say I would give it a solid 8 out of 10. I thought it was good. I said decent. I'll even go with good. It was better than I expected because I made fun of it like anybody else. I know, DT, you didn't really join in on that. But a lot of us podcasters and some of our uh, brethren from the other shows that we're connected to were having a good time making fun of it uh, before the show. But it turned out to be good. They admitted it was good, too. I'll admit the same thing. Um, was it pay-per-view of the year? No, I don't think it was pay-per-view of the year. Nothing is perfect. That wasn't perfect. Um, you know, Nikki Bella to me, I, I, yeah. And I'll admit, talk about admitting when you're wrong, DT, I'll admit I was wrong. I said it was a sure thing. Nikki Bella was going to win the title, but I was saying that more as just being a jerk. Uh, but she didn't even put on even a good match that I thought she would. Uh, I just didn't care for the match at all. I definitely look forward to what comes out of it, though, which is Ronda and Becky at Survivor Series. Love that. So the end result, no, cool. Um, The match itself, whatever. It's done now. It's over. I don't want to hear evolution (laughs) about evolution anymore. And next week we can talk about something else to add, Nauseam Crown Jewel, which I hope to not have to talk about after next week. But I have a feeling we're going to be talking about it for a long – I know you're laughing. We're going to be talking about it. we got a lot to talk about. But uh, evolution is in the books. Eight out of ten, a good pay-per-view. Not pay-per-view of the year, not because I don't want it to be, just because it wasn't perfect. Um, but it was good, and I don't know what the overall attendance was. DT, do you? Do we finally have a say on that? Or? I don't have the exact number here, but um, it, it was a sellout. I mean, it, it, look, I, I talked about it yesterday. I don't want to repeat it because I know everybody right, right, will hear right. it later. But, you know, people trying to throw in my face StubHub tickets, you know, which, which makes me laugh because... You know, World Series tickets were on StubHub. Are you telling me that the World Series wasn't sold out? That's a resale site. You know, me, as far I I look at everything in a business point of view. And, you know, especially the haters were in full force yesterday and today. You know, haters of yours, haters of mine trying to rub oh, shit yeah. in, people trying to provoke stuff, you know. But the thing I get a kick out of more than anything is uh, the haters when it comes to Crown Jewel. Because, again, it's fucking amazing at the level of people who are just in an uproar about WWE going to Crown Jewel, even though if you notice tonight, or maybe North Carolina just doesn't give a shit, I didn't hear an, a, a tremendous number of boos when you had Ziggler and others 
promoting Crown Jewel. Sure, you had USA chants, and sure, some fans are like, oh, whatever. But I tell you, when we get into the stock market a little bit later, I have, and we really worked on this hard, I have some of the highlights from the quarter three results that came out for WWE's financials and a reminder to everybody out there of what we said a couple of weeks ago, that WWE and Saudi Arabia, they're not going to take any chances of ruining that $450 plus million deal. And when you see the quarter three financials that came out, the WWE stock is down over $20 a share since the last month or so. I have the dates saved. I'll get into it a little bit later. But when you start looking at these numbers and seeing how bad the house shows have been and the revenue has been, and you factor in the, the Super Showdown and Saudi Arabia, you start understanding that if WWE ruins or loses that deal with Saudi Arabia, their numbers would be so much worse. It's right. mind-boggling. And again, you know, the haters in full force, and I apologize to Kev before we went live today, and I'm going to open up with this, is we found out today officially that John Cena will not be on this card. All right. And I don't normally like to single out friends that we have in the podcasting world, fellow people we respect. And I don't think this was a shot towards me, but I've been talking about this moron from bar stools. It's been writing all this ridiculously stupid stuff. Right. And I backed it up with business common sense. And then the funny thing is, is that he's one of the people, I thought Sports Illustrated was the one that broke the story originally, but he's one of the people early on that said that Cena and Daniel Bryan did not want to work this show. So now we find out tonight that Cena is definitely off of Crown Jewel, even though I heard that, you know, down the line, you may hear a little attempt at a swerve that because of his schedule, he couldn't actually, you know, appear. They want right. to leave that cloudy because they don't want to, you know, make it look like that anybody on the WWE roster is against Saudi Arabia. And when I get into the financials with Saudi Arabia and, and a friend of the show who works uh, who's done work for NBC Sports, sent me a whole bunch of information about Saudi Arabia I think a lot of people are not aware of when it comes to the United States and um, the UK. And when right. you understand Saudi Arabia and how much influence and business that they have right now and some of the things that they're going for, you know, we joked a couple of months ago that everybody has a price. And WWE, you know, when you start looking at it in a business sense, you realize why we said all along, WWE is not backing out of Saudi Arabia unless they were forced by the United States. Right. But tonight, when it was official that Cena was off this event, I got emailed, PM'd, and on Twitter, thrown in my face, a comment that Solo Monster had posted saying that some people owe uh, this moron at Barstools an apology because he wrote that. And I immediately started fucking ripping into these morons, trying to throw that shit in my face. And if you allow me the privilege for a minute, I want to just share sure. everybody about three or four minutes of what we talked about last week, because I want to just straighten this shit right now. I never once questioned 
anything of Barstool's or anyone else saying that Cena is still on and they're full of shit and this and that. What I had said was that the problem I had with their report was that Saudi Arabia and WWE was in jeopardy because Daniel Bryan and John Cena didn't want to appear, which is one of the dumbest fucking things that I can ever hear from someone who actually considered themselves a legitimate reporter. All right, so this is basically what we said last week. I read one of the dumbest reports earlier today. I don't remember who the fool was. It's from Barstool something, you know, it just... And they're like, he reported that, uh, to me, I call him Mr. Bella and Mr. Bella. Daniel Bryan and John Cena refused to go to Saudi Arabia. Now, they didn't use the word Saudi Arabia. They said Crown Jewel. Now, if Crown Jewel is going to happen in Brooklyn, why would you refuse to go there? If it's going to happen in England, why would you refuse to go there? So the fact exactly. that they're saying they're refusing to go means that it's Saudi Arabia. But where the fool didn't stop... If he would have left it at that, I would have been fine with it. There are some wrestlers that don't want to go. But the fool then goes on and say that the event's in jeopardy because Cena and Daniel Bryan refused to go. Right. What fool doesn't understand, and this is why everybody out there needs to stop reading these fucking websites, oh, is God, yes. WWE is, needs to appease the Saudi hierarchy. They don't need to appease me. They don't need to appease anybody listening. They don't need to appease Wade Keller. They don't need to appease anybody out there but the Saudi hierarchy. This event that's taking place in Saudi Arabia, if anybody bothered to look, you know what the ticket prices are? What are the ticket prices? Between six and 24 bucks. Oh, God. All right. Um, six American? Six dollars American. Oh, so wow. All right. So now when you think, what, 25,000 seat arena? $450 billion deal, not including, you know, uh, give you $10 million, your DX, $10 million <laughs> DX, you know, all these extra incentives. You know, to, when you sign a contract to Major League Baseball, there is something called incentives. Of course. Make the all-star team under the gun. You know, make the MVP, million dollars. Yeah. You know, Saudi Arabia, DX, $5 million. So it ain't straight up 450 the bottom line is WWE, if they fucking, because everybody out there that's a fucking, all of a sudden, a social justice warrior, that WWE, how dare they go? That's fucked up. Yeah. I mean, none of you fucking spoke out when they did the greatest Royal Rumble. But now you all fucking speak out because some journalist that, you know, praised Osama bin Laden, I'm sure a lot of you out there didn't even do your fucking research about that, gets murdered, mm -hmm. which is really fucked up. What happened to that reporter is really fucked up. He could have changed. But it happens, you know, it happens to a lot of reporters, DT, around the world daily. Right. Uh, but, like journalists that sure. Them. Anybody out there, look what happened in China or Beijing over the weekend. I'm not even going to say anything else. Look what happened over the weekend. And you say, oh. so how come nobody's covering it? But here's the thing with WWE. They have to answer to the Saudi hierarchy. If they fucking to come off smelling like roses and looking like pretty flowers and doing the right thing and they cancel Saudi Arabia and the Saudis say, fuck you, your 450 million dollar deal, shove it up your ass. Watch that fucking stock go down $20 a share because they just lost a half a billion dollar deal. WWE, Daniel Bryan don't want to go. John Cena don't want to go. The fucking Saudi pr prince thought that Yokozuna was still alive. He wanted Ultimate, the Ultimate, Ultimate Warrior. 
You don't think that WWE said, look, you know, look, because of what happened, you know, two of our guys, maybe an extra person or two, they don't want to go, but how's about instead we crown the new world heavyweight champion at your event? Tell me more. And that's basically what is going down. So for this fool at Barstool, and I... I'm a poet in case you didn't know it for this fool at Barstool to turn around and to fucking say that the Saudi events in jeopardy because Cena and Daniel Bryan don't go on to go. Uh, they need to appease the Saudi hierarchy. Something tells me they don't give a flying fuck about. Yes. Yes. However you say it in Saudi. Yes. Yes. Maybe you say yes. We care. Saudi don't give a shit. They want a fucking gigantic show. If they gave a shit and it's about making the money, then the ticket prices wouldn't be $6. Yeah. So WWE ain't pleasing any of you out there. This fucking event ain't in jeopardy because the Mr. Bellas don't want to go. So that's what we said. Right. Had no problem with any reports of Cena not wanting to go. But to turn around and say that the event was in jeopardy, that was wrong, moronic, a bad assumption. And I'm sorry, that was the focal point of his article. Nobody just had any problem with him claiming that Cena didn't want to go. So, yeah, does he, is he owed an apology? The fuck out of here. Seriously, the fuck out of here. What, what apology? What? And, and here's the funny thing about it. Here's a fact. When the news broke on October 3rd, the Jamal Khashoggi, the reporter went missing. On 10-3 is when the news started to break. The WWE stock at that time was $92.87 a share. Right. A week before the WWE financials came out, which was a little over a week ago, there was some reports that there was some concern about some of WWE's house show revenue, some of the attendances, and the, um, the stock when they released the financials, was at $82.23 a share. So the stock had already dropped about $10 up until a week ago. But after the financials were released, as of today, WWE stock is down to $66.16. So in summary, the WWE stock is down 28% since the Saudi reporter went missing, and the mm -hmm. stock is down 20% since the financials were released. Now, everybody out there and podcasting scholars, if it's down 20% since the financials were released five days ago, how much more do you think the stock would have went down if they didn't go to Saudi Arabia to, to please your PC morals? But how much more would the stock have gone down? So for everybody out there that thinks they know and the moral high horse and shit, this is business. That's all it is. It's business. And I'm sorry, everyone. We still pray for Roman Reigns. We still care for Roman Reigns. We want to see him beat this. All right. We don't have any problems against him personally. But something that people need to remember. You said online tonight that Raw was very lackluster. Mm -hmm. And I agree with you. I agree with you 100%. What people need to remember is that before Roman Reigns announced that his leukemia is returned, what was the news over the last month or two? Lowest ratings in history. 
house show attendances way down. And this is with the Shield being the focal point of Monday Night Raw. So for everybody out there, I know you're praying and we all want to see Roman Reigns get better. But the fact of the matter is, fucking WWE's ratings and attendances were in the toilet when him and the Shield were dominating fucking Monday Night Raw. What makes you think in your right mind that anything is going to change now when Roman Reigns is off TV? If anything, it kind of feels like they're giving a little bit more opportunity for the women. Yeah, and I don't think that's going to spike any ratings at all. But getting back to what you said, um, you're right. You know, listening, you know, sometimes you remember what you say, but when you hear it played back, you're like, oh, okay, that's exactly what we said. So it's good that you kind of put that out there. It's good to have things on on, on uh, sure. tape. But uh, you're right. There was never – they weren't canceling anything because, first of all, Cena and Daniel Bryan are even the focal point of, of the main acts over there, the main feature Whatever you want to call the main event, Braun and and, and uh, now Brock Lesnar was Roman. Roman's not there, but the match, the selling point match to the Saudis was what you saw close raw, close raw tonight. Absolutely, Undertaker and Kane, Shawn Michaels and Triple H, Daniel Bryan and John Cena not going. Nah, says so it'd be on the level of Baron Corbin not going to the Saudis on the, to them. Exactly, not, not even real wrestling fans over there. You guys, I mean, it just it looks like a much more better thing to put out there jeopardy because two major stars are not going well john cena is not really here anymore and daniel bryan isn't exactly lighting it up on smackdown he's not even the guy on smackdown he might not be the guy if he doesn't go if daniel bryan actually ends up not going and people are still saying something could happen tomorrow night dt i from what i'm hearing he's going as of now but he might not go but i guess tomorrow night smackdown if they do some kind of injury or suspension angle we'll know that daniel bryan's not going and quite honestly do you believe daniel bryan will be punished for that act and he will not be getting the title anytime soon he won't be punished in any way shape or form because no no because you know see this this is the thing all right the problem with a lot of fans of today and this is something that you and i have fought for many many years social justice warriors when we fight online in the past a lot of it had nothing to do with wrestling it had to do with real life with politics obama now trump and other things you see it in sports you see fucking uh the simpsons removing apu you see fucking mangers being removed from from places you know like you can't say merry christmas anymore you can't do this so we've been fighting it for a long time but now it's starting to really creep into the wrestling world and you have all of these people with Saudi Arabia, with this, with this, with that. And now, you know, Triple H did an interview. And I'm segueing for, you know, because this kind of ties into it. Triple H did an interview uh, over the weekend or right before the weekend. And they were talking about Roman Reigns. And he revealed that very few people knew about his leukemia. But he also said that one of the reasons or the main reason why it was never made public in the past was because... Roman Reigns and Triple H, WWE management, didn't want fans to think that he was getting preferential treatment 
or using the leukemia and, and his cancer from his history as something to kind of like, you know, all right, you feel bad for him. It's, you know, because of what happened to him, you kind of feel guilty if you rip on him or criticize him, this and that. Well, not and, even that, just, just even play off that and get it based on that, like be the cancer boy story. I, I don't blame him for not wanting to be that. You said yourself, it's a personal thing. Oh, I absolutely agree. But I think <clears throat> Triple H's comment is full of shit. And I'll tell you why. Imagine if they did reveal a year ago, five years ago, four years ago, that Roman Reigns had leukemia. Do you think anybody out there with any type of a following, especially website shows and blogs, are going to turn around and then say, oh, he's only getting the push because he's a cancer survivor? Do you realize what kind of backlash you would get over that? And not only that, if you put the cancer stuff aside, what do you see all the time, with, the, especially with the women's division? I survived bullying. I was yeah, harassed. So. I was beat up. I was assaulted. I was bullied. I was tormented. I'm a victim. I'm a survivor. I'm a survivor. I'm a survivor. I'm a survivor. Everything. Survive, survive, survive. But not Roman Reigns. So if anything, you know, that it's the reverse it's the reverse. Nobody in yeah. their right mind would have turned around and ripped Roman Reigns if that was public because you would look like the biggest creep and asshole out there. Oh, forget it. Because, yeah, because everyone has a family member with cancer. So you're talking about, we talk about one versus all. It would be everyone versus you, the critic. So it, you're right. And, and who's to know how that could have changed Roman Reigns' path had he had some sympathetic thing? But I, I, don't, I don't know. I think Triple H maybe didn't even realize what he was saying. No. I mean, he did and he didn't. But stupid i i saw the interview was kind of awkward triple h was even not even talking like himself uh, again i i just don't think they were prepared for the for life after roman reigns in this week's show and i get it it's the go home show before crown jewel maybe there wasn't anything big planned for tonight in general anyway but regardless of what happened to roman this is what it was supposed to be but i just again i, I just think they're ill prepared they were ill prepared for life with roman and life without him now we have a lot of Fans, not a, not a huge number, but we have a decent number of fans who listen to our shows that live in Saudi Arabia. We actually right. have patrons that live in Saudi Arabia. Yeah, that's true. And, that's true. you know, shout out to all of them. And the one thing for, and we're not trying to be PC. I'm not PC at all. And I know yeah. that you are pretty much not either. All right. No. And I'm not trying to criticize anybody living in the US, UK or anywhere else. But the funny thing about it is for everybody that was ripping WWE in Saudi Arabia for the last couple of weeks, not one fucking time did you ever take a step back and think about the WWE fans that live in Saudi Arabia that all they want to do is go to a wrestling event. Yeah. You know, and, and that's the thing that's so fucking sad about all of this. But you look at all of this PC and this fucking social justice warrior stuff and it's it's really hurting the overall product it's, itself because it's all these feel-good stories. I'm a victim. I'm a survivor. Sympathy, sympathy, sympathy. And on the flip side of that, you know, no disrespect to the Saudi fans that are looking forward to Crown Jewel. No disrespect right. for anybody that's looking forward to Crown Jewel. But let's be honest about something. Crown Jewel and Super Showdown... WWE's financials are so not tremendously negative. I mean, they're making money. But, you know, when you actually dissect it from a year ago, their their house, uh, their live events went down 16 percent. 
their revenue went down, their operating income went down 47%. Their house shows are only averaging, on average, about 4,000 fans. Their, their revenue from live events went down 16% compared to last year. And you are factoring in these mega shows, these mega deals. You take away those two events and those numbers are pathetically worse. And here's the worst part about it, and this is why I'm saying this, is you look at WWE's TV for the past bunch of weeks. You notice today how Dean Ambrose and... Seth Rollins was kind of like an afterthought. Like you expected, if anything, for Raw open to open the show. Yeah, yeah. Why, Dean? Show. Why? And have yeah. him cut a promo and and fucking ride the momentum off of that controversy. You had people all over the net in an uproar last week. WWE used Roman Reigns' cancer and exploited it by having Dean Ambrose turn on the same night. And this is an and blah 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 which I thought was you know, stupid. People have a right to their opinion. Right. Why wouldn't you capitalize on the hottest moment from last week's Raw? And mm -hmm. what you're noticing the last bunch of weeks is the problem with WWE having to invest so much time and energy in Australia's Super Showdown and Saudi Arabia. They have to dedicate so much time to put over those events on TV that as a result, you got, you know, just a little appetizer of Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. That should have been one of the biggest moments of Raw today. And instead, you have it open up with Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman. And they're trying to play it off like, you know, oh my God, Brock Lesnar manhandled Braun Strowman. Has Braun Strowman ever seen anything like that? They fucking fought each other already. Yeah, they did. They fought each other already. And then at the end of the night, you have DX... And the Brothers of Destruction. But meanwhile, all of these house shows, the 70, 80, 90 house shows that are featured mostly on the current WWE roster, they're all taking a back seat because WWE has to invest so much time on Raw and SmackDown because these shows are giving them so much money. And it's hurting the current product really, really bad. WWE has too many other things going on right now. Evolution was great. May Young Classic was great. NXT UK, NXT Zimbabwe, fucking all these tournaments, Super Showdown, Saudi Arabia, this, this, and that. There's too many things going on, and it is hurting the current product tremendously. So it's basically in a roundabout way a robbing Peter to pay Paul type of thing. Oh, sure. Yeah. Sure, because you take away... Those two events, you know, it, I know a lot of people out there won't invest the time to do it, but all you got to do is look at WWE's financials or take the total number of the amount of money that they made off their house shows and divide mm -hmm. it by the number of house shows. And that gives you approximately how much money they made on average. You yeah. can do that with attendance. Then what you do is you remove Super Showdown and remove uh, Greatest Royal Rumble or, or Crown Jewel and then divide that again, and you see how much of a difference it is. So when you have these morons saying it's in jeopardy, it's off, it's on, it's scrubbed, it says scrub my fucking balls, scrub my testicles, <laughs> you know, seriously, pop my blood blisters. 
Yeah, I mean, no, what the fuck are you talking about? You, you, you know, there's too many people that, are, and this is the problem. You even, no disrespect to Solo Monster, but you turn around saying that somebody deserves an apology because they said a wrestler is not going somewhere. And what happens if Daniel Bryan goes? Do we give him a half an apology? Apology for what? People are basing too much of their news reports on morals, on how they feel, on emotion. You know, yeah. the stock is down all this money. And there are people out there that honestly think that the stock is taking a nosedive because of the negative publicity that WWE is getting for going to Crown Jewel. Could you imagine any fucking investor turning around and saying, I don't like that they're dealing with Saudi Arabia. That's just so wrong. The reporter got murdered. I'm selling my stock. You, you, you deserve to be fucking beheaded in the wallet. I mean, <laughs> seriously, it's business. It's business. If you are afraid that this deal could go south and WWE's revenue is even worse, then you sell the stock. But exactly. people are just incorporating their feelings too much into this shit. At the end of the day, strictly business. To quote EPMD, strictly business. Yeah, it's just business. And that's why I got into it a little bit with, oh, Kev, the, after that reporter got killed, it's a, the game changer. No, it's not a game changer. And again, no disrespect to that man who I'm sure his family, it's a tragic situation. Whatever. It's tragic when anybody gets killed every day. Uh, you know, it's tragic when the mafia puts the, cuts somebody up and puts them in barrels and throws them in a landfill. It happens often, you know, not maybe the Italian mafia anymore, maybe the Albanian. But, uh, you know, again, the reporters are missing all the time. There are tons of reporters, MIA journalists who never made it back, don't know what happened to them. A lot of females, too. This stuff happens. You can't. It's a game changer. And, that, oh, now that this happened, it's another story. It's really not. The business must continue. I mean, uh, again, people are select selectively outraged, and I don't even think I think they just latch onto a story or hear it all the time, DT, and becomes like buzzworthy to them, and then they go on the same thing to, oh, I agree with everybody, they shouldn't go after that reporter was killed. It's it's you know that's it, game game changer. It's not. It's not a game changer. I'm sorry, folks. And this goes on everywhere. We are doing business. We do business with the Chinese who have a lot of uh, atrocities in their track record. This country has a lot of them. I mean, no one's, uh, as Judge Judy would say, uh, people who do business with unclean hands uh, can't uh, call out other people with unclean hands. Uh, it's the same way in, in, in jury cases. You know, it's like a thief telling a robber, you're a criminal. You know, I mean, again, you got to kind of know what you're talking about. It's great to have morals and everything. We all have morals. But I think people are getting too into this, uh, you know, calling shots from their couch and saying they shouldn't go to Saudi. And you're right, DT. What about the fans over there who want to see this? They don't want to get caught up in all this stuff. They just want to see a, a wrestling show. Mm -hmm. You know, they just want to see a wrestling show. You're right. We do have Saudi fans saying, hey, I'm actually looking forward to this. Good for you guys, right? We They don't have everything that we have. So when they get a chance to have what we have, let them have it. Let the, them have it. The problem that I used to say a long time ago is that this is the problem that a lot of wrestling fans who want to be reporters fall into. When I used to work with Frank Goodman in USA Pro Wrestling, all right, we would have such a hard time getting any type of publicity on some of the wrestling websites out there because a lot of people wanted hand jobs. They wanted a handout. They, you know, they wanted to, to get a hand job out of it and you would not get any publicity whatsoever. Even though he's drawing 1,200 people, 1,400 people, you get buried on page 12. But meanwhile, MLW who drew 600 would get fucking front page every time. And the thing is, is that, you know, even though you don't like someone or even though you're against 
someone or someone's an asshole. News is news. And you have to report it unbiased. And I always use the example. If ABC absolutely hated NBC, absolutely despised them, and there was a shooting, a fire, some type of tragedy, and the only people that were there to report it and cover it or broke the story was NBC. All right. If ABC refuses to report the story because ABC, uh, if ABC refuses to report the story because NBC is the one who broke it, that's fucking asinine and ridiculous. And what you have is you have these websites out there that on. Un- Oh, I lost. And, yeah, I lost you for some reason. And no, you, no, yeah, there's some sort of beeping and things yeah. going on. I'm sitting here and I'm listening to it. Yeah. It's well, crazy. anyway, anyway, just a long story short. You know, yeah. if NBC reports a story and then the ones with the exclusive, and ABC hates their guts, ABC has to still suck it up and report that story because they're a news reporter. And the problem is, is that a lot of these websites that want to be journalists, they allow their emotion to get mixed in with their articles. So what they do is they start basing things on emotion. Like I said, this moron with bar stools. All right, look, he said Cena and Daniel Bryan don't want to go. I specifically said I had no problem with that. But when you turn around and you automatically incorporate your feelings about the Daniel Bryan and Cena, and you incorporate your emotions that, oh, the event's in jeopardy because of that, and you don't take into account the stock market, the revenue, how important this deal is, and all the other things are involved, and you don't weigh any of that in there, and to put in print as a title, WWE Saudi Arabia in jeopardy. Right. What do you that that's that's nonsense. It's asinine. And shout out to Stell, who is a, a fan of our show, he's a friend. He mm-hmm. he does his own soccer podcast for anybody that's into soccer, shoot the defense. That's right. what what it is on Twitter as well. He does some work for NBC Sports and Talk Sport, and he gave me all this information about Saudi Arabia. And he was telling me about Saudi's interest in purchasing the Manchester United Football Club. They're owned by the Glazer family. Now, just to give everybody a little understanding of this, okay? Um, Right now, the Middle Eastern nations are playing a game which he likes to call the dick measuring game. My dick is bigger than yours. My dick is bigger than yours. You know, things like that. And basically... The uh, Qatari Investment Authority took over the Paris Saint-Germain in 2011 and has invested over a billion euros since. And why this is relevant is that the Qataris have been accused of funding ISIS and they also, ISIS, attacked Paris. All right, so so you look at that. So now Paris Saint-Germain's, they have these special jerseys that have the Jordan logo on it, the Nike logo. And it ends up that Nike actually manufactures these jerseys. Now, I'm getting now, right now, everybody's trying to figure out what does this have to do with WWE? I'm getting to that. The uh, FIFA World Cup in 2022 is taking place in Qatar. FIFA moved the tournament from July to December because it would be too hot to play those games in Qatar. All right, so now you have the Manchester City Football Club, okay? They, for four or five decades, all right, one of the most dominant soccer teams, period, Manchester United. That city, the the city football club is owned by Sheikh Mansour, part of the royal family in Abu Dhabi. 
Right. He's owned the team since. Trust me, I'm going somewhere with this. Everyone is okay. very interesting stuff, and I got to really thank Stell for sending this. He's owned the team since 2008, pumped over a billion euros in that club. He owns the New York City Football Club, soccer here, New York, right? NYCFC. All right. So money talks, bullshit walks. No one in the United States made a fuss when his people created the New York City Football Club, despite the human rights violations that we hear about uh, in Abu Dhabi and Saudi Arabia. So now Saudi Arabia wants a piece of the pie, and the Saudi Prince Mohammed bin Salman, worth 850 billion euros, wants to purchase or is purchasing Manchester United, the direct rivals of Abu Dhabi, Manchester City. All right, so the Saudi paid the Brazilian and Argentinian soccer federations, and this is where WWE comes in, a crazy amount of money to host two exhibition games in Riyadh. Right. Brazil and Argentina have not been great in the soccer world. You know, in fact, they're just like WWE. They're living off their past glory. So why, out of all the teams, would the Saudi prince want those two teams, Brazil and Argentina, to compete for nostalgic purposes? The same way why they wanted Shawn Michaels and Undertaker. The same way why Hogan is going to be going there very, very soon. And at the end of the day, it comes down to money. When you start looking at all of the investments that Saudi Arabia has had in the United States and what they're purchasing, how come nobody is in an uproar with all of these other things going on in the UK, in Paris, in the United States, in New York, but yet WWE, holy fucking shit, you know, how can they go and blah, 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 blah. It's all about money. And yes, I agree with Kevin in the chat. Brazil is still amazing, but overall, you you look at them compared to years past, it's not the same level. They want to compete with Abu Dhabi. The the Saudi prince loves nostalgia, and they keep feeding in this nostalgia. So even more of a reason when you look at Daniel Bryan and John Cena, you know, WWE is appeasing the Saudi hierarchy. They're not going there to appease the Saudi fans. All right, I don't know if the WWE Network is available in Saudi Arabia. I kind of think it doesn't. There right. is no fucking way that they're going to allow even a little commercial with, with a woman in it. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, it's just, when you look at it at the end of the day, this is why you can't keep reading these websites that factor in emotion without doing research like this. All right, it's strictly business. It always was. The only way WWE was not going to go to Saudi Arabia is if the government told them you can't go or they put a travel ban or or a restriction on Americans traveling to Saudi Arabia. That is it. That's true. No, 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 that's it. That's really it. Well, and also we talked about it, you know, and you got Linda McMahon, who's got a, you know, an in right there and would know, uh, you know, and would give them a, a fair heads up that they would probably best cancel the show. She's part of Trump's cabinet. She's got a position there. So, again, if the government was leaning towards them doing it, it, it would have went down that way. 
but so much money is on the line and WWE is not doing anything different than a lot of other companies are doing. So again, this outrage and stuff, which I don't really believe DT is outrage. I don't really believe a lot of wrestling fans are, are, are really pondering and really struggling with, should I watch this on Friday? Will it be, will it show that I'm showing support for people who murdered a journalist and had these things towards women? I, I don't know. Did it really bought? I know DT, we, we don't got to go through the whole thing again, but back, you know, in April, you didn't watch last show, but, uh, a lot of people did, and a lot, and every podcast covered it. We did too. I covered it, Mish. Um, but again, you, do you really think DT? Do you really, really think anybody's sitting back and wrestling with? Should I cover this? Should I not? Do you think there's going to be podcasts who don't even cover this at all? Let alone results, let alone the live feed of it. LGBTQ treated like massive shit in Saudi Arabia. A little bit yeah. better than before, but still a lot of atrocities that you don't ever hear about. It's always swept under the rug. All right, right. but. You know, a journalist gets murdered and everybody has their balls in a bunch. The fuck out of here. Oh, that's what I don't understand. Yeah, exactly. It's like what, what this is like, oh, that that's it. That, you know, now that's it. You know, I'm fed up. I don't even think people even know what they're talking about. And again, uh, you know, it's we're sitting here from our comfort couches in America. I mean, we Lord knows we've got our own problems in this country, but we know those kind of problems. Mm -hmm. uh, but the Saudi people, the good people over there, and there's a lot of good people mm -hmm. there. And the wrestling fans, they deserve product too. And why can't they see it? Why do we have to sit here and, and finger point? This is where the WWE should go here. They shouldn't go there. Let them decide where they go. I felt bad, I felt bad yeah, for okay. a lot of Saudi fans online that yeah, were, you know, looking forward to this. And, you know, if anybody out there just spend a few minutes on Twitter and just look and see how they were being bashed that you don't care about what your country does and this is an ad and how dare yeah. you. Do. And the bad thing about it is, is that there are still a ton of restrictions in Saudi Arabia. They oh. expect fans that live in Saudi Arabia to defend themselves. And unfortunately, you know, your your social media accounts are monitored and there's other things. So you're in a catch-22. You post yep. a simple photo of WWE, can't wait for them to come here. And then you get all these SJWs in the United States and beyond that are saying, you know, wow, you know, how selfish and how, you know, your country's this and this and that. Yeah. You know, it, it just, it sucks. It really sucks. Yeah, easy for them to say that. You know, one time Paul Stanley and Gene Simmons, and it's a kind of a different thing, but in a roundabout way, the same. They were talking about how in the 1970s, Kiss would go to places and tour that other bands wouldn't go. And Paul Stanley said, it's not a fan's fault that they're born in a certain part of the world or a certain part. You know, they deserve rock and roll, too. They deserve entertainment, too, and a big show spectacular, too. It's not anybody's fault that they're born in specific places. So it's up to us as entertainers to go to certain places and entertain those folks that want to see us. So I think that's very apropos for the situation in a way. Now, back then, when this video was made and Paul was talking about it, it was about 20 years ago, I don't believe he was talking about politics he was talking about more people who are in in rural areas and stuff like that or in just parts of the globe that people maybe are afraid to travel to that kiss would always go to and play um so yeah again you know if they want the entertainment there there's a fan base there they yes they're doing it for the big money but there are there is legit fan fanfare over there and people who want to see wwe wwe is global and that means all over the place might be places that we don't like or don't agree with but i think it's shitty for any american fan to sit here and tell anybody oh you guys should get your act together over there you should protest this they're like no shit motherfucker you think we're happy with a lot of stuff that's going on here but we got to watch our backs too we got to care for our families you know take care of your business we'll take care of ours when you when you hear wwe and the women say that you know they might 
you know, this is hopefully, you know, they can produce change in the future. I know right. to a lot of people out there, that sounds a little wacky. And on the surface, yeah, to me, it sounds a little wacky as well. But then I take a step back and I think about it. You know, when you have American um, entertainment going to Saudi Arabia, I mean, what do you normally have? You have concerts right. and you have wrestling. You know, you don't see plays going there. You don't see movies being acted out live there other than the the, the screen, the movies. Right. So what forms of live entertainment go there that would feature women? There's not a huge amount of entertainment that could go there that's not wrestling. You have concerts, you know, and then what? You know, you have basketball games and you have other things. But when you think about it, the women deep down inside, they're offended. They're insulted. They live in the United States. You know, we, we're a free country. I can't believe that I can't go to this different country. I don't no. think the women deep down inside are angry at WWE because they're going to Saudi Arabia because they okay. understand at the end of the day, business is business. And maybe they're not going to get a payday for going to Saudi Arabia. But when the money gets back, you know, if WWE wants to give them a little check or a bonus or a little increase in their pay because of WWE making this money. I used the example once before, you know, you have a deli and you have a catering and the K, you know, the customer says, look, I don't want any Spanish people at my fucking catering place. And I make a boatload of money and I bring just Italian people there to help me. And I get paid all this crazy money back. And my workers are a little bit upset to where Spanish that couldn't go. I turn around and I say, look, here's a hundred bucks. Here's 200 bucks. That's not trying to shut them up. That's like saying, look here, I'm sorry that they felt that way, but look, here's money. The customer doesn't need to know what you do with that money after Saudi Arabia cuts them a check. Saudi Arabia doesn't say none of this need no you cannot spend any of this on the woman no no women no 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 only yeah. the men only no what you do with the money after is your prerogative WWE wants to do a pay-per-view because of it fine they want to do this fine they want to donate it all to charity fine it's whatever WWE wants to do with it and Jim Ross on his podcast this week you know, he's made a couple of very good points. He revealed that one of his biggest paydays in his history was working for Vince, making a trip to Saudi Arabia. He says mm -hmm. the current climate, there is no right answer, but you got wrestlers out there that have to take care of their family. They have to take care of their future. And if they're going to get a really substantial payday for going to Saudi Arabia, you know, yeah, it's fucked up. The country's fucked up, but you are an entertainment company. If you, exactly. Yeah, if you really want to take a stand and you don't want to go, you know, like I said, the Cena thing, a lot of fans out there that, are, that like Cena are going to convince themselves that Cena didn't go because of what happened with that reporter. All right. Bullshit. And, and at the end of the day, it, it it could very well have been that reason. It could be schedule. It could be whatever it is. WWE, I doubt, is going to make public that Cena didn't want to go because of that, because then it looks bad to Saudis. It doesn't look good. They want Saudis to think that the relationship is great, this, this, and that. They're not going to publicly reveal. Like they say, you know, they're, they're, that any wrestlers... The channels of communication are always open. If you are against something or you're upset with something, you you know, they can speak to us. But for those out there that expect WWE to give them quotes that this does person doesn't want to go and this person is against this or this person against that. If you think about it, when you hear the women talk about Saudi Arabia and overseas, you don't hear them saying that we can't go 
or the atrocities or the way they treat women. No, instead they say, this is hope. This is hope that, you know, it's all about the future and tomorrow and hope and positive and yes, they don't bring up the atrocities because they don't want an employee of WWE to be put on record calling someone who has a $500 million deal, including incentives, bashing their country. Well, that's that's a good point. It plays right into what I was going to say, DT. You talk yeah. about women and their opinions. Ronda Rousey uh, defended WWE Crown Jewel event to uh, TMZ the other day on the yep. 26th, a couple, couple days ago. Yep. Can I read what she said? Absolutely. Yeah, Ronda Rousey was interviewed by TMZ, and she said, and I quote, I'm a two-time Olympian, so I'm an idealist when it comes to sports. Nowhere else in the world would some man from Iraq and a little girl from Venice Beach, California, be respecting each other and sharing the same space. And I think that sports is where we really find that common ground with each other. And I think that pulling out of the crown jewel would be wrong move because I think that this is an opportunity to be able to share our cultures and to define what we have in common and in times, especially when, you know, times of adversity between the two countries, that's absolute wrong time to pull away. I think that this is the time for us to be able to find what we do have in common and be able to understand each other more, mm-hmm. end quote. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, there's Ronda Rousey. And she got criticized for it. She got yeah, ripped she got apart. Criticized. She got ripped apart for it. Yeah. Uh, oh, my God. Uh, happy birthday, Tom. He turns, I believe, 33 over the weekend. Big fan of our show. He oh, lives in perfect. Connecticut. He wanted to hang out with me when I went to Mohegan Sun. I, I, Like I said, Tom, next time, I'll definitely let everybody know we'll all hang out. Uh just a couple of quick things. Rhea Ripley did actually wrestle at Evolution. She wrestled a dark match, retaining the UK NXT title against Dakota Kai. And did you see the photos of uh, Jeff Jarrett over the weekend? Yeah, he's got a shaved head. Someone said he looked like uh, Corey Feldman's character when he was shaving his head, killing Jason Voorhees in front of 13. Yeah, part interesting. interesting. He, looks like, he looks like Tommy Jarvis. For some that don't know, he wrestled a hair versus hair match against Dr. Wagner Jr. over the weekend at Triple A's Heroes Immortales 12. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he had his head shaved in the middle of the ring. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I could say he looks good or he looks bad, but he looks old. Yeah, yeah, he looks like an old man. But he looks like, he looks meaner now, like tougher. You know, it's weird. Sometimes you shave your head and you all of a sudden look like a psychotic motherfucker. That's what my boss told me one time when I walked in with shaved head. Yeah, I'm telling you. He said, I don't know, take this as a compliment. You look like a sick fuck. (laughs) Yeah, you look like a psychotic motherfucker. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of heads, um, Sasha Banks uh, did an interview with Marina, Maria Menounos. And she revealed why she was uh, off WWE TV for a little while. Right. Uh, post-concussion symptoms. And she had to rest. She was having head pain. She couldn't function, couldn't drive, couldn't sleep. And she was suffering from post-concussion symptoms. And uh, they gave her some time off. She is recovered. She's back. And I'm glad that she's doing well. I honestly mean that sincerely. The only thing I will say is I think back to those very cryptic photos of the forest and the things that she was saying to her husband, which should have been written on a Hallmark card between the two of them with some roses on the bed. Why you do that publicly and have your young little fans worrying the fucking worst and why that couldn't have been said publicly. I don't get that. I'm sorry, Sasha Banks fans out there. Again, I don't buy this. Well, WWE told me not to say anything. Then why is she saying it now? 
Right, I agree. You know what I mean? So I'm glad she's back. I'm glad she's over it. But again, I keep thinking back to those cryptic messages between her and her husband, you know, scaring the shit out of a lot of her hardcore fans. And I'm saying to myself, motherfucker, that's your husband exchanging things. Fucking go to the grocery store and buy a Hallmark card or be a little creative. Fucking go on Photoshop and make a card and write down on a private message. Why are you exchanging public messages with your spouse to the world and be cryptic like that? Fucking keep those communications in the privacy of your own home. Just yeah, an opinion. Was there was rumors that she was pregnant. It was proven she was pregnant, that she injured her leg, that she was stressed out, that she was burned out, that she had a head injury. There was so many different things. And, you know, when I was getting some information behind the scenes, the only thing I said publicly is that, you know, her situation appears to be something similar to someone else who was out not too long ago. And I left it at that. I didn't right. want to, you know, lead to anything. And, you know, she kept it quiet, but now she revealed it. And, and I'm happy for her. I just don't get the cryptic bullshit before. Yeah, I could yeah, see. No, I could no reason to do that. I could see if she did that to, I don't know, a fucking wrestling, wrestler who she's very, very close with that she hasn't seen in a very long time or Trish Stratus. You know, right. Trish Stratus up until recently hasn't been in WWE. So, you know, maybe, you know, somebody sends her thoughts and prayers 3,000 miles away. So she sends a little cryptic thank you back. And then that person sends a cryptic thank you back and forth. We're talking about a fucking husband. The well, person no, I, she I, sees I, every I, day. You know, like, why would you do that publicly? Strange. I don't know. Anyway, um, very quickly, uh, Roman Reigns has been announced for a Comic-Con next year in Arizona. Obviously, this could change, but it was announced over the weekend. Roman Reigns, Alexa Bliss, Charlotte, and Lillian Garcia will be at the Ace Comic Con in Arizona on January 11th. Glendale, Arizona at the Gila River Arena? I think it's Gila. I think that's Gila. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we'll see how he's doing with his health at that time. Um, the, the appearance that I'm fascinated with is The Undertaker overseas. Did you see this about him in the UK? No, he's doing what an, an autograph sign. He's doing a Q and A. He's doing. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. he's coming to London, Glasgow, and Manchester on April thirtieth, May first, and May second. Those cities, wow. respectively. It's called Rise of the Taker. and it is sponsored by InsideTheRopes.co.uk. He is going to be doing a Q and A. And this is something you and I have been prepping people for many years now. What do mm. we say? That The Undertaker is going to be domesticated. That he is going to start being less and less of The Undertaker and more and more uh, uh, like a regular human being, which is what he really is. Yeah, more accessible to, to media too. Yeah. I think, you know, just, yeah. Now, would you like to know the prices for this? He's probably going to make a fucking mint. Because oh, boy. Wait till you hear this. Um now look, we have a lot of listeners that live in these areas of the UK, so you might be interested in going to this. So there are a couple of different packages. We have the VIP photo package. Everything's VIP, by the way. Um, and speaking of VIPs, I emailed all the VIPs on Patreon. You're doing a Halloween edition of Dark Chronicles tomorrow. 
Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, Mish and I are doing breakfast soup Wednesday, but we're doing it earlier, so Mish could go celebrate Halloween with uh, with the kiddies in the afternoon. Mm. Right. Thursday, I'll be doing an episode of Blah, Blah, Blah. It'll be posted on Patreon, and um, that should be a lot of fun as well. Uh, I also want to shout out very quickly the winners of the predictions contest yesterday on Patreon. Declan Malloy and um, who's the other person? Oh, Tom Nelson. They both right. scored 39 points, but Declan Malloy won the tiebreaker. Uh, which was predict the match time between Ronda Rousey and Nikki Bella. The match time was actually 14 minutes and 15 seconds. The clan predicted 13-13, which was closer to Tom, than Tom's wow. 12. Okay. So Declan Malloy wins the grand prize, and he could select nice. the prize from the prize wall, and Tom gets the consolation prize. With cool. The next predictions challenge contest will be Sunday, November 18th for WWE Survivor Series. And uh, if anybody thinks about it on Patreon, we did two prize wall predictions contest giveaways in the month of October. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, dished out twice as many prizes this month. Patreon.com slash Don Tony. Check it out. Help us uh, keep these shows free for everyone. Keep the bills paid and uh, got a lot of exclusive stuff over there. It's so much fun. Um, so now we get back to The Undertaker. Again, every package is a VIP package. You have the VIP photo, the VIP combo, the VIP third row, the VIP second row, and the VIP first row. Right. The VIP photo is priority seating before general admission. You get meet and greet section session access, and you get one professional printed photo collected after the show. No autographs are included with this ticket. $282 American currency. Wow. Plus, plus the booking fee. We don't know what the booking fee is. So you're paying about 300 bucks for that. No autograph, by the way. Wow, jeez. The VIP combo. Priority seating before general admission, meet and greet access, professional photo, plus one autograph. So basically, it's the same thing as the other one, but you get an autograph. $385. Wow. The VIP third row, everything that I said, you get a third row seat. You get early meet and greet access. You get an exclusive souvenir ticket, a pin, and that's $417, plus the booking fee. The, the second row is the same thing as the third row package. The second row is $449. And the front row gives you everything that we said, plus a tour poster. $481 plus a booking fee. $500. Oh, and you get a t-shirt too. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> at least you get a t-shirt. You think about that. You go with you know one other person, a girlfriend, you got to spend a grand to sit front row. You get a photo, an autograph, a T-shirt, a pin, a souvenir ticket, and a poster. And the thing is, is that you notice that it doesn't say anything about Polaroids. doesn't say anything about being able to take pictures. And they don't even say anything that you get excluded, like maybe like first dibs at sending in a question or something. This may be someone just interviewing him and him telling stories. And he may not take only like five questions from the crowd. That's a crazy yeah. amount of money. That's true. It is a crazy amount of money. Yeah. I, I mean, it's rare. Look, it's rare. It's The Undertaker. But I'll be honest with you. I'd rather spend $500 to 
to have him go to go to an Undertaker autograph signing, being able to shake his hand, take a Polaroid with him, and get have him sign something that I bring with me. I'd rather pay five hundred dollars than than what they're advertising. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, Undertaker is such a rare autograph. I mean, if you're a real fan, a collector. It's once in a lifetime. If you got the money, I guess I'd say go do it. It's just it's so steep with these prices these yeah, days. Yeah, I mean, we've given away Undertaker autograph stuff on Patreon. I mean, it's not easy to get. I mean, it's, you know, it is expensive a little, you know, a little bit. But, you know, it's just when you look at all of that, you know, what are they going to do? They're going to print up a box of pins. They're going to print up a, a batch of souvenir tickets, a poster. You know, that's not personal you know what i mean like you know anybody yeah. could print that up and give it away to stuff like that i mean what you're sitting two rows less and you're paying them you're paying five hundred dollars i think that's a little steep but hey some people out there obviously are going to pay that money no it's true you're right actually when we're talking about that can i plug something for a meeting sure. for a wrestler i'm actually involved in a roundabout way with uh jake the snake roberts who's doing his spoken word tour coming around here to new york and they're going to be doing the, if anybody in the New York tri-state area, uh, he's going to be at the Gold Sounds Club at 44 Wilson Avenue in Bushwick, Brooklyn, New York on Friday, December 7th. It's going to be the Dirty Details Tour. Uh, Jake the Snake Roberts, Jake's going to do an uncensored night of comedy and stories from the road. And it will forever change how you look at the glory days of WWE. Supposedly, this is a real interesting uh, thing he's going to do. So a, a new kind of spin on his spoken word thing. And uh, once again, it's on December 7th, Friday night. The place is called Gold Sounds. It's in Bushwick, Brooklyn. And you can get uh, tickets on sale now. I'll put a ticket link on uh, Twitter and on my Facebook. A lot of people here listen to it. I'll put it on Twitter uh, later tonight. But just go to Gold Sounds in uh, Bushwick, Brooklyn, and you can find the ticket link there. Mm-hmm. Tickets are 20 in advance, 25 day of show, and they are doing the package VIP. So we're talking about the meet and greet with Jake, photo, autograph. It's 50 bucks, I believe. So uh, anybody in town, I'll actually be at that show. So I'll come up and say hello it's probably going to be they might do two shows because the place only holds about 250 so they might do an 8 to 10 uh p.m and then an 11 p.m to 1 a.m show so hmm. i think the first show is almost sold out and uh it should be fun looking forward to meeting jake and and seeing the stories friday december 7th very cool by the way yeah. shout out to the surge of listeners over the last 15 minutes i'm just noticing like uh several hundred people like signing up literally over the last like 15 20 minutes so just nice. shout out to all of them. Um, you want to get into the card that's been advertised for Crown Jewel? I mean, we sure. don't necessarily, I mean, you know, we could give predictions if you want. Me, I'm I'm done with predictions for the most part. <laughs> you know, because look, to be honest with you, and, and yeah, I am saying it to be cocky. You know, back in September on Breakfast Soup, I was asked about the baseball playoffs. Well, who do I think was going to be in it? And I actually predicted correctly the entire major league baseball playoffs i predicted who was going to win the wild card who was going to advance in the playoffs who was going to be in the world series and i also said that the red sox were going to win all right the only thing that i wasn't sure of is if they were going to win in five games or in six games i was going to say did did you know how many games they were going to win and well you know what I dedicate this to um, Joey Numbers, who lives in Boston, and yeah, I also congrats. dedicate this to the haters. All right, this is just two minutes of like a six or seven minute analysis that I had done uh, about a week ago on breakfast. Uh, yeah, on breakfast soup, I think I did this. Um, Might have even been no, you know what it was? It was blah 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 on Patreon. So oh, okay. just just to you know in. 
just to rub the salt into the wounds of some people out there. Let's see what else we want to get to. Oh, the World Series here in the United States starts tonight. Anybody that has followed my cockiness knows that I have been 100% correct on the entire Major League Baseball playoff so far. If anybody remembers, I made the prediction that the Colorado Rockies and the Yankees were going to win the wild card. I also said that uh, they were going to lose in the first round of their playoffs. And then we would have the Red Sox versus the Dodgers in the World Series. And my pick was the Red Sox winning it, and I am sticking to that. Now, the only question I didn't say back then is everyone wants to know in how many games. And I was thinking five or six, and I'm leaning towards six because, you know, Kershaw, everybody that follows baseball knows he could be very erratic in the playoffs. Kershaw is a wild card right now. You don't know exactly how he's going to perform. I think he's actually going to do pretty good, even though I wouldn't be surprised if a couple of right-handers take him deep. J.D. Martinez comes to mind almost immediately. Kershaw looking over the webbing of his glove for a sign. He kicks and delivers home. And this ball's hammered to center field. Straight away. Back it goes. Gone! J.D. Martinez just delivers another home run, and it's 4-1 to Boston. Timing looked good on that one. There's a fastball right down the middle. J.D. Everything lined up timing-wise, launches this ball to dead center, and the Sox now starting to feel it. Chris Sale, because he's been having issues with injury and illness lately, he may not pitch all that much. Then you got to think of other pitches on the Red Sox, and there's a few that have really shined so far. Nate Navarro fucking been incredible. I look at the Dodgers and Rich Hill, who I'm a fan of, you know, can be erratic at, uh, at times. Clayton is, you know, prone to the home run ball. His back is giving him problems more than you can imagine. Clayton Kershaw, you got to be concerned for his future because he's having more and more back issues. And the more and more he cannot. And look, who am I to fucking say that I know I'm not a pitching coach, but just in my perspective of it, if Clayton Kershaw is having problems following through with the ball because of back issues, the ball is elevated much higher, and he's depending a lot more on the uh, the soft pitches, and I think you're going to have more and more players that are going to sit on those pitches, and you know they're going to knock it out of the park. Two and two to Mookie, here it is, and he swings and hits one deep, left field, back goes Taylor by the wall, goodbye, season and the Red Sox lead it three to one. Well not that time this was a slider down and in and he made the adjustment with India at bat. You know he got a fastball in that he just sort of topped and, and pulled off of but this slider down and in he stays through that baseball it's in that good hitter zone down. I'm going to go with the Red Sox in six but it wouldn't surprise me if they actually did it in five. If I played the entire seven or eight minute clip it would creep people out. How every bit of it was on fucking point. So, you know, but the reason why I played that, congrats to the Red Sox. Yeah, congrats to This is why I don't like doing wrestling predictions. Because when you predict sports, baseball, and football, you're predicting the outcome of a game. There's no storylines. 
There's no, you know, predetermined. There's no how I would play the game or someone else would play the game. You predict who wins and who loses. When you and I do wrestling predictions, we as wrestling fans and those and we give opinions and we analyze, we look at certain things and we give our reasons why we feel this person should win or this person should win. And in some cases, I want to see someone win who maybe isn't getting a little bit of a push right now. So I root for a Sonya Deville or someone else. All right. But in WWE's eyes, as far as marketing, storyline, pushing this, pushing that, you know, they look at it differently. There were a lot of people that wanted and thought Nikki Bella was going to win. But then when you... You think about it after, you know, right now, do you want Nikki Bella to be the face of the women's division and then she's got to defend this belt and then she's got to remain on TV and this is an ad? They're part-time people. And notice, you know, I don't know if the Bellas were on TV tonight. Were they on TV? I don't remember Bell- seeing Yeah, I don't no, remember they seeing them. They on weren't on no. Tonight. So the point is, is that so when we do wrestling stuff, you know, what you and I think should happen and what actually does happen It's two different things. And if I come up here and start doing predictions based on what I think WWE is going to do, just so I can end up being right, this show will suck because my whole idea as to why this should go a certain way is worthless. Because if I feel deep down inside, no, you know what? They're going to keep the belt on this person. Then I'm just going to come up here and say, oh, Braun Strowman is going to win the title. Oh, Triple H and Shawn Michaels have to win because they're in Saudi Arabia. Ooh, there's no way that they're going to change two titles in the same event, so AJ Styles is going to retain. Ooh, the Saudis don't give a flying fuck about New Day, Sheamus, or Cesaro, so why would they do a title change? Oh, as far as the tournament brackets, Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley, Kurt Angle versus Dolph Ziggler, Jeff Hardy versus Miz, and Mysterio versus Orton, if I, you know, me, you, and I, we probably would say, you know, Seth Rollins should get it. He's the best in the world. But maybe Saudi Arabia. Kurt Angle. You know, Rey Mysterio. So if you and I start giving predictions based on how we think WWE is going to do it, it takes all our analysis out the window. That's why I keep saying, I don't know if I have to start doing it in different languages. I don't do predictions to play in contests or to be right or this, this, and that. If you want me to start doing it that way, I will do it. And I will do it to try to win all of these fucking contests and my predictions will be boring and they will suck because all my ideas and analysis, there's no need for me to do that. It's true. And with that said, I want to do uh, in a roundabout way, uh, let's call them uh, thoughts. On yeah, our thoughts. I mean, Brock Lesnar versus Braun, um, what do you think is going to go down for the vacated uh, universal title? Uh, I'm going to give it, I changed my mind on that. I was originally going with Braun, but I'm going to go with Brock because I think they want to have, if Braun's going to be the man, they're going to do it on U.S. soil at, at another pay-per-view. That's a, that, see, that's a perfect example of what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, you look at week in and week out and week in and week out. I mean, could, could you imagine the uproar amongst wrestling fans they're right back to what they... You remember the whole storyline with Brock Lesnar? I don't give a shit about WWE. I don't give a shit about the fans. You right, know, he doesn't. Yeah. yeah, and forcing us... Oh, Roman Reigns is you know there every single week and this blah, blah, blah. And Brock Lesnar never defended the title and they go right back to that? You know what I mean? It's like... And Brock Lesnar is now you know supposed to do UFC again. 
So if he wins the title, when does he defend it? Are they going to have him remain being the champion going into a UFC fight? So again, what we think and what WWE thinks are two different things. Me, I would like to see Braun Strowman get it because he needs to replace Roman Reigns right now. Oh no, no, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. I, and 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 under the circumstances, I'm probably wrong, and Braun will win it there. But I'm just saying that maybe they can drag it yeah. out. Yeah. I mean, our discussion right now is the same discussion we always have with pay-per-views. But this is the reason why. I, I, maybe I'll start saying it in different languages in the future. You know, when we have discussions here, we're not saying um, bank on it, Braun Strowman's going to win, Brock Lesnar's going to win. We're giving our thoughts why certain things should happen. These are not official predictions. We're just giving conversation you know so please because again i don't give a shit that people want to try to trigger me online and throw in my face that i lost the predictions i'm not involved i don't enter myself (laughs) in contests i know know, what do you win i mean yeah i mean why are you entering me and stuff like oh seriously i i don't take part in contests and i don't take part in fucking awards you know, everybody listening is the best award that I could ever possibly get. And I have always said that going back to 1997 with hotlines. Oh, the hotline of the year. I don't give a shit. If you like what we do and you tune in and you, you know, spread the word about what we do, that's the best award you could possibly get. I'd rather have fucking 200,000 people listening weekly and, you know, loving what we do than to have fucking 300, but I won a fucking contest or an award. Seriously. Right, exactly. And you see, when we do promos for our show, we don't put rolling stone acclaimed magazine you know like we just put the you know uh you know we're just uh don tony kevin castle yeah, show. i say it to legitimize it. a little bit of what yeah. we do but i can't stand rolling stone i fucking hate them ever since they put the zarnaya brothers on the fucking cover you know rolling stone you could wipe up my my fucking bird shit no well i appreciate being in it but i'm saying but we don't milk the yeah, fact we don't of milk it, it. We don't, yeah. we don't milk i mean it, everybody you know? listening it's the ultimate award you could get and, you know, it's just the way it is. But um, right, let's keep going. Triple with H and Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker and Kane. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, I'm going to go with DX. I'm going to go with DX and yeah. Kane will eat the pen. Yeah, I kind of feel that way as well. I mean, again, you got to think of Saudi Arabia's mentality. Yeah. They like the nostalgia. I mean, look, they're big on the Undertaker as well. Yeah. You know, but Shawn Michaels coming out of retirement. You know what not I mean? To do, yeah, not to do a job. Yeah, Michaels will super kick. Michaels will get the pin on Kane. I just have this feeling. Yeah. Are you a little surprised that he's keeping the full blown bald look and not letting it grow back a little bit? Well, I don't think he can. I think God made a decision on that <laughs> one. That's like telling Bruce Willis, "How come you don't grow your hair back?" Yeah. Because God, God won't let me. Uh, I'm used to it now. He's still rocking the headband thing, like you know, to cover kind of his forehead with Jack's Pac does too even with his when he shaved his head i mean i'm i i I don't know if that's part of sean's thing now um but uh i mean it doesn't look bad i I, you know again it doesn't look bad and and he's 54 years old i mean what's it's not a big deal it's really not a big deal that whole the stigma of of being bald uh, uh, went out the window about 20 years ago and i I gotta thank steve austin for that yeah and thank you ben he said as i usually have said in the past there will be a lot of gaga in this match yeah, yeah, it's going to be a lot, a lot, a lot of, of Gaga, you know, a lot of a lot Gaga, of showing all, a lot of posturing, a lot of show, showing yeah. off, a lot of milking, a lot of rest holds. I think you know they're older guys. Take it yeah. one step further. You think Shawn Michaels pins Kane? Yeah, I think Shawn Michaels pins Kane with a super kick. 
Okay. Uh, or maybe Shawn Michaels does this. You know what I could see? Shawn Michaels does this super kick. It's going to be interesting because these guys are tall. Yeah. So, you know, it makes you wonder if Shawn Michaels could really get up there unless maybe like Kane's on one knee and Shawn Michaels hits the super kick and then whoever takes the kick turns around and then gets turned into the pedigree. So, you know what? I'm actually going with Triple H pending Kane. Well, I'm thinking even Triple H given the pedigree, he's stunned from it, knocked knocked out, and then Michaels kicks him and into oblivion. Yeah, I, I so, think the so opposite. Fun. I can see Shawn Michaels doing the kick and then uh, the person f going right into the pedigree. But okay, but we both agree DX. Yeah, yeah. All right, um, AJ Styles. You know, as of right now, Daniel Bryan for the WWE title. Um, I think no matter who AJ Styles faces. I don't, I don't think it's a priority for Saudi Arabia to see a title change in this match, especially no, with Survivor Series in three weeks. I agree, and I also that could be a D, if Daniel Bryan is there, they could do a DQ, a count, double count out. I have a feeling it won't be decisive. It could be a DQ or a count out. There's no reason why they can't do DQs or count outs uh, over there. There's no thing where there must be a winner kind of thing, you know. So it could be a double count out. I didn't see uh, the Greatest Royal Rumble. Did they roll outside the ring at all? A uh, little bit, not not a lot. Yeah, not I just I, I just think about it, and I'm like, okay, in that environment, I don't know if there would actually be any brawling outside the ring. So, but I'm, I say AJ Styles retains no matter what. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, me too. Sheamus and Cesaro versus New Day for the SmackDown Tag Titles. Sheamus and Cesaro retain. Yeah, I agree. Um, now we have the World Cup tournament brackets. Oh boy. And I'll tell you, this is, I'm, I'm not trying to sound like an asshole here, but this sounds pretty lackluster. I mean, it it's four matches, you know, two from Raw and two from SmackDown. Mm -hmm. And basically the winner from each Raw match will face each other in the second round. The winner of each, you know, match in the second round on uh, SmackDown will advance. And then you will end up having a, a wrestler versus Raw take on a wrestler versus SmackDown to be the World Cup champion, I guess. So I let's go to SmackDown first because I kind of think about, you know, what has transpired in storylines already. You have Jeff Hardy versus Miz, and the winner of that match will go on to face the winner of Rey Mysterio versus Orton to the second round. To me, I kind of feel almost immediately that Saudi Arabia wants to see Jeff Hardy versus Randy Orton. So I think Hardy and Orton advance to round two. Well, my, my whole thing is I was just going to give you my overall prediction winner. I think Randy Orton wins the whole thing. Okay. I'm going with Randy Orton to win the cup. Well, let's do it. All right. So let's do it match by match. So you say All Orton right. will beat Mysterio. Absolutely. And Absolutely. who do you think is going to advance Hardy versus Miz? Uh, I think Jeff Hardy. Okay. So, all right. So you have same outcomes as me. Hardy over Miz, Orton over Mysterio. That right. leads to Orton versus Hardy, and Orton goes to the final. Right. Now we go to Raw. You have Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley, Kurt Angle versus Dolph Ziggler. Uh, definitely Rollins over Lashley, and definitely Angle over Ziggler. Wow. We're we're on the same page. Oh, I go man. with that as well. I You need a little bit of... Kind of like that nostalgia, like, mm -hmm. you know, holy shit, maybe Kurt Angle could actually pull it off. Yep. And I think Seth Rollins, one of his dream matches might have always been to take on Kurt Angle. I think so. You know, I could see that little bit of respect in that match. Um, notice how Dean Ambrose is not advertised anyway. No, he's not. He is not. Will Dean Ambrose cause Seth Rollins the win 
against Kurt Angle? I don't think so. Maybe it'll end up being a DQ. Maybe Seth Rollins gets he could get involved in at the very end, actually. So so basically we both agree Rollins over Lashley, Angle over Ziggler. That will then have uh Rollins over Angle, would you say? Yes. Okay. I'll go with that. And then the the finals, we both say Orton over Seth Rollins. Correct. That's how I look at it. I, I just I just have this feeling Randy Orton is the guy. Okay. All right. Um and that's it. That's, That's basically what we got so far. I mean, look, you know, Hogan, I talked about some breakfast with Blasi. Hogan is saying that he's working on, you know, going to Saudi Arabia with WWE. As I said last Wednesday, I don't expect to give anybody give me an apology if I'm right. I don't think it's for this <laughs> Saudi Arabia event. I said on breakfast with Blasi last week that, yeah, Hogan's negotiating, but everybody thinks crown jewel. He never said the words crown jewel. He said Saudi Arabia. So I said, yeah, but not this event. And you know what I was just going to say? And what about the women's matches? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just had a brain freeze. Yeah, like, no women's like matches. Charlotte on the card? No, nah, no women's matches. No Ric Flair, either. He's not going to be there, right? No, no. You know, I really, you know, I hope they do Becky Lynch versus Ronda Rousey at Survivor Series. But I kind of like would also love to see that to be a WrestleMania match. I would too. I mean, I like the whole. I like the way they set it up. They already showed her interfering in an interview with Ronda Rousey. It's going to be interesting. Uh, I think most fans. Ronda's got a fan base, but I, it's going to be interesting to see how Ronda deals with the adversity of maybe being booed uh, against Becky Lynch. Any you know? chance of a four horse woman versus four horse women at WrestleMania? Uh, I don't like that they have two force. Four yeah, yeah, I didn't like when they had two Midnight Expresses in WCW. Yeah, um, I, I don't like it. Um, uh, why, they couldn't come up with a better faction name for Ronda's crew. Has to be Four Horsewomen too. Uh, I don't like it. And if they they're echoing the the men, there wasn't there was different Four Horsemen, but when they were disbanded and came back together, and then there was one group and one territory. There wasn't two different Four Horsemen. You know, so I I don't like that. I don't like the two groups. I don't you like know it. what? You know, I say this jokingly it's a shame that um well you know what sasha is kind of part black right so you know what you can have the four horse women and you could have four horse women black and white you know, like the nwo black and white uh, and the nwo oh, like the wolf, wolf, wolf pack. pack yeah you can have two yeah. versions of the four horsemen the, the black the and white and the Latino one there, yeah, too. That, the, yeah. the Latin one, too. Shayna Baszler uh, injured her ankle yesterday. We don't know Gosh. the extent of her injury, but um, I don't know, man. I, I'm actually I'm liking Shayna Baszler more now. I, I was always eh, but yesterday I actually, like, it started sinking in. I'm like, you know, I'm really actually digging her work. Yeah, me too. And I like Carrie Sane. I think she's cute, but she was getting on my nerves screaming and yelling. It was starting to annoy me. Um I, I thought it was I th I I like that match. I didn't talk much about it. I know you got the review. Uh, I thought it was a decent match. I didn't think it was anything of a barn burner. NXT has had much better women's matches than that match. Sure. Um, but I yeah, Shayna Baszler is becoming a great, you know, certifiable heel. There's no gray area with her. She is a ba bad girl, you know. So she's a bad guy. So and her crew are are bad guys too. So. If they do do a four horsemen versus four horsewomen angle, it is clear cut and dry that the babyface crew will be Becky's crew. By the way, last week on this show, I said that I predicted that Total Divas would get a bump in the rating last week. First time mm -hmm. this entire season, they got a bump in the rating.
They did. They, they did. did and I also predict that they will continue, not every single week, but over the next two or three weeks, you will see that number go a little bit higher. Well, it's three, they went from uh, 340,000 to 390,000. Yep. So it's a decent little bump, 30,000, right? Well, no, no, it's 50,000. 50,000, 50,000. Yeah. You know, it's you know, 15% or whatever it is, somewhere around that. So it's, and, on, and, on, and on that note, on the impact side, <sighs> they, went, they, they went down. They, pummeled, they uh, plummeted on their new time slot, which is now, what, 10 to, one, 10 to 12? 10 to 12. Uh, yeah, and they went down, uh, what are they? Uh, 108. Where would they go from uh, 189,000 to 98,000? Yeah, viewers? their ratings wow, got cut that's a huge. That's a huge loss. That is big, you know, because I feel bad for those guys. They got some good talent there. We shouted out Killer Cross last yeah. week, and they got Moose, and they they got some good talent down there. It's a real shame. You know, you know what? Even though the ratings are not good right now, and there's no other way to put it, you know, they are getting recognized and they are getting noticed they and are, social they are. media is talking about them so you know if you if you notice on these shows we even when we used to talk about aces and 0.8s and all that other shit you know very rarely did we ever criticize the wrestlers we always oh, talked yeah, about no, the storylines and dixie carter and the management and the, just this and that and putting the ufc people and nobody giving a fuck about tito ortiz and some of the other shit you know, it's just, I, I I think, I mean, that number will rebound. I think it may go up to like 110,000, you know, this Thursday. I think some people have to get used to it, but I just think back to ECW. I mean, yeah, the internet is much different now. Streaming is different. It wasn't even existent at that time. But I remember even when I used to watch ECW late at night, when it went on Prime Network and it went to like 2 a.m. or whatever it was, I fucking wrote it on a piece of paper. I set my VCR. I said, I mean, I made the necessary changes to remind myself that it's going to change the time, you know, the time slot. It right. surprised me that that many fans of Impact didn't make some type of a note. You know, especially if you're online every day and you don't remember to tune in at 10 p.m., it just that surprised me that it was that low. No, I agree with you. I, again, you're right, ET. It's probably the the new thing. They just moved it. Let's see what happens if they rebound next week. But half is a little scary because what you worry about is them canceling the show or thinking, now oh, we got something else we could put reruns that'll do better than this. And then they get dicked around again, impact. And again, you need TV, some sort of TV to be certified in this game as, as legit. You know, you have to have TV. I'll tell you what surprises me too. All right. There is no wrestling boom right now. I mean, we've pretty much tackled that. There's no reason to rehash it again, but there is no wrestling boom right now. Um, but it surprises me when you see WWE, Inc., the TV deal that they got. Inc., you know, these tremendous deals in Saudi Arabia, you know, the showdown in Australia. And you see that, you know, that they can get these mega shows in certain areas, but yet Impact Wrestling just doesn't seem to be getting any interest from any other countries or anything like that. I mean, yeah, look, they announced the tour, I think, in Australia, whatever it was. But you really don't see, like, these areas, like, clamoring, you know, because, like, you and I, I mean, 
you know, there could be a particular restaurant or a diner or, or something, or even you right. want to buy a gift for someone and you, you know, the, the price range might be out of your league to go to this place or go here or buy this. So right. you might settle for something a little bit less. So for those areas that maybe can't commit to that gigantic deal with WWE, yeah, you settle for Impact Wrestling instead. And I'm just surprised that that's not out there more often. That's true. Yeah, you know? you're right about that. Yeah. I want to shout out our uh, new and returning patrons, uh, George, uh, George, Chris Corby, Marquise Garrett, and I know I'm forgetting someone, uh, James Birch. Shout out to all of them. By the way, if you didn't see your PMs yet, I refunded all of your subscriptions because Patreon uh, charges everybody on the first. I didn't think it was fair. We never think it's fair that you should be charged twice within a five-day range. So anybody that ever signs up for our Patreon the last week of any month, you know, if I don't pick up on it, you send me a private message, I automatically refund your subscription. So this way you don't get charged twice. In the or month. just sign up at the beginning of the month, yeah. <laughs> well, you, why would you want to wait those extra days? Take advantage and get that week for nothing. That's true. Good you know, point. shout out to our uh, associate producers, Tygsy Bowers, Bad Boy Nico, Paul Convoy, Daniel Williams, Dan Hayes, Valdez. By the way, shout out again to our live listeners. I see a big boost over the last 10 minutes. I, if you're in a chat room also, let us know, like, you know, like why all of a sudden you're logging in. Curious if maybe, you know, they just, fat, you know, so maybe somebody posted these, a link or something. <laughs> these are the motherfuckers who question Boston. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I bet you somebody wrote something online during the show and they're like, what the fuck's this guy talking about? It's not, listen, it's nothing personal against Barstools or anything like I don't that. Don't even, but, don't even know them. But, you know, know, again, take a step back and just think about, you know, what you're reading out there, everybody. And this idea that, you know, that you everything is based on the morals and this is you don't you don't know anything about business and i hate to sound like a dick saying it that way but seriously how is it that people could be that wrong about things i just i don't know anyway paul convoy daniel williams dan Hayes valdez justin rebstock john miller mark redmond john steck ian mitchell john coffee russell simonala andrew 914 brandon davidson zach spoonamori razorback rob jerry stewart magic johnson paul woods jr Rich Maharg, Adam Demoy, Diogo Nobre. And as I say before, I know a lot of you out there have heard these names now for two plus years. Mm -hmm. They are the reason, along with all the patrons, why these shows remain free for everyone. They are the stockholders of what we do. And there's no reason why anybody listening can't be a part of our Patreon family as well. It is so tight knit over there and it is such a close you know, family. And you influence... Our patrons influence what you hear on these shows, and sure. it's just so interactive over there. Patreon.com slash Don Tony. Shout out to Johnny Marin, Michael Westfall, Brandon Foley, Chuck Lentz, Villainous Havoc, Courtney Summers, Croissant and Tamale, the evil baker and food truck guy, Billy Taylor, Nickel Time, John Stern, Hassan Al-Hashmi, Brent Webster, Aaron Walker, Aaron Kloss, Out Nahia, Anthony Smith, James Gruesome, Mark Israel, Matt Militia, Jeffrey Collins, Tim Everhart, Bobo Mack, Sean DeMarch, Lucia Dalban. Uh, very quickly, before I go any further, for those on Patreon, the week of Thanksgiving, I will be away from uh, Thursday Thanksgiving until Monday. I'm actually going away with my family 
Um, you know, it's just, I'm not going to get into it too much over here, but, you know, we're spending some time with my mom and my dad because my mom is having a hard time with her health issues. And okay. this holiday season, we really wanted to spend more time with each other. So that week, we're actually going to do a special episode. It's going to be Ask Us Anything. It's going to feature Mish, Kev, and yours truly. Nice. So if you're on our Patreon in November, definitely look out for that because Thanksgiving week, we're going to do a special Ask Us Anything episode. Uh, shout out to Mandingo Chamberlain, Josh Wilson, Jason Pratt, Toby DeShong, Scott Woodford, CJ Uihara, Cressman, James Deal, Donald J. Trump, Russell Zavala, Kenneth Hewlett, Burke Coombs Jr., Douglas McKay, Added a Gay Banana, Julian LeBlanc, Brandon Rice, Frank O'Shea, Carl Buteau, a.k.a. Cheese and Rice, Spider Lewin, Metaphor Isaac Fox, Marcus Antonius, Rob McKay, Brian Byrne, Daniel Warren, and Michael Cuomo. Thank you, as always, for your support. It is really very much appreciated. Everyone out there, Texas Podcast Massacre, especially we're in a Halloween frame of mind. you got to check out their website. It doesn't cost nothing. You know, they have Patreon, they have a podcast, but go to TexasPodcastMassacre.com and just go browse. You will have yeah. a ball. You did an, an episode with them talking about They Live. And by the way, I believe this a lot week. Of fun, yeah. Yeah, this week is the 30-year anniversary of They Live. Wow. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I wanted to post on next week's This Week in Wrestling History an interview of Roddy Piper talking about They Live. The sad part about it is the best interview I can find, he's talking to Alex Jones. Oh, okay. And a lot of people are not fans of Alex Jones. I don't like Alex Jones. Yeah. I think it would anger some people to hear Roddy Piper say that he was a huge fan of Alex Jones. So I'm still trying to figure out how we celebrate the anniversary of They Live on next week's episode. So I'll be working on that during the week. Cool. Uh, rock Reviews, awesome podcast as well. They review, you know, rock and metal in a very entertaining and unique way. Sneaker Addict, DJ Dells with a sneaker podcast. Just go to the Sneaker Addict on YouTube and look at this week's episode. People will really enjoy the theme. Yeah. I promise you it is a cool surprise. Elman Shah is a really awesome display store. Display store is pop culture artwork on metal. You go to our website, dontony.com, and you can just click on the link and you can browse his artwork. I've actually bought some of his artwork. Right. And uh, when I set up my little video thing for podcasting in the future, you will see some of it in the background. Nice. Subzerocomics.com for all your wrestling, comic book, and pop culture collectible needs. Christ in the Toyverse. They review figures, toys, very unique as well. They did an awesome recap, a review of my bobblehead. You could search them on YouTube under the name Undercover Capes. And finally, on Amazon and eBay, there is a store called Your Best Bargains, LLC. You could search them under the same name. They have, you know, some collectibles. They have everyday stuff. I'm a regular customer of theirs, and you should go check it out. Support them because they truly support us, and you've heard us plug them for ages. Oh, yeah. They support us big time. You should support them as well. And I cannot leave out Mish, Joey Numbers, Wrestling Soup. Your brother is on there as well. Mm -hmm. Mish is you know, truly an MVP in everything that he does in front of and behind the scenes. And uh, I look forward to doing Breakfast Soup this Wednesday with him. Don't forget, Thursday night, 9.30 p.m., you have Wrestling Soup. Last week, you and uh, John did a, a very special episode of Wrestling Soup. 
Yeah, the last last minute I was doing the Castle Chronicles, as you know, and Mish popped up and said, you want to come to the show? And yeah, went on there and uh, had a good time with uh, John. I think first time John was leading the show, and I came on there as a guest, and we had a good time. Good. And obviously, Wrestling Soup has a patron as well. And as I've said before, sign up on Soup, sign up for us on Patreon. There is so much content between the two channels. You could listen 24 7, 365, and still not get through everything. That's it's true. amazing how much exclusive content is built up in such a short period of time. Um, I also wanted to bring up you know, I have Madison Square Garden's card, but for those who live across the U.S. and even overseas, if you have WWE coming in your area, take note at some of the changes in the house shows for WWE. Obviously, with Roman Reigns no longer performing and with the Dean Ambrose turn, WWE has changed their lineup a little bit. Mm -hmm. Again, this is Madison Square Garden, you know, but if anybody pays attention to house shows, a lot of their house shows are very similar. So, the the they're advertising Elias, Baron Corbin, Alexa Bliss, Natty and Bailey. You have Johnny Gargano, Pete Dunne, Ricochet, Alistair Black, and Velveteen Dream versus the Undisputed Era and Tommaso Ciampa. Finn Balor versus Bobby Lashley. Ronda Rousey versus Mickey James for the Raw Women's Championship. Nice. Braun Strowman versus Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre in a handicap match. Nice. Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose in a steel cage for the IC title. Very cool. Yeah, so that's pretty much uh, your lineup. So if you're going to go to a Raw House show, that gives you an idea as far as what's going on. Hey, what did you think today as far as other aspects of Raw? Elias, you know, they're they're testing the waters with the baby face turn. You know, now they have Jinder Mahal beating him up a little bit. Well, he got the match by. Well, I, you could tell he's a babyface now. It's it's pretty much a turn. Even his jargon, his demeanor, the way he's looking at the camera, his smiling. He's he's a fan favorite now. You can tell he's a babyface. He he uh, very. And I thought you would enjoy this DT when he walked through the hallway looking for uh, Baron Corbin and Dana Brooke came up to him yeah. and said, "Elias, can you sing me a song for you?" Uh, no, no. <laughs> I was thinking of that. I was like, I hope DT puts a snippet of that on a, the uh, uh, an audio, um, and and the way he was knocking on the door, just his his demeanor is babyface now, yeah. which could work. Listen, it worked for The Rock. I'm not saying he's The Rock, but it worked for him. Worked for Austin. Worked for Kurt Angle when they played with the crowd and got silly. The crowd likes that kind of stuff if it's delivered in a genuine way. Uh, Elias, I think, can only go up from here. They need a strong baby face. Seth Rollins can't carry the show by himself. Neither can Braun Strowman. So, you know, sometimes to replace one guy, you might need two or three guys to step up. Yeah. So let's see. And Braun is, is not proven yet. I, I have my worries about him as a touring world champion. Uh, you know, and it, you know how much time he puts in the ring, how much match, how much wind he has uh, to, to, do the, to do the press junkets and stuff that he's going to need to do, uh, be with the kids, go to the hospitals. There's a lot of stuff that, that it's entailed. Brock didn't have to do it, but certainly uh, John Cena and Roman Reigns had to do it. When you're a baby, you know it too, DT. When you're a babyface champion, you have a lot of responsibility. Sure. And, you know, the thing with Braun Strowman is – you know, they have made him such a monster. And I don't mean that, you know, as far as evil, but I'm saying he is such a big man yeah. that they don't have a gigantic roster that in suspension of disbelief can defeat this man unless right. there is a swerve, 
a, a run-in, a cheating. You know what I mean? Yeah, like two it's, versus one. It's yeah. very odd. That's why when when people hear my comments on evolution from the recap from last night, you know that was the biggest problem I had with the main event match. You know, having Brie Bella constantly interfere and the referee is not ejecting her. And then if you really pay close attention, you know, a lot of uh, Nikki's offense was due to Ronda missing moves, suspension yeah. of disbelief. Uh, that's my point. Um, you really didn't feel like Nikki Bella was dominating where you felt that she could possibly beat Ronda Rousey. I love the beginning where Ronda is taunting Nikki Bella and everything, but there was nothing about Nikki Bella's offense that made me feel like she is a better um, person in the ring that could beat Ronda Rousey. It felt like there had to be a swerve, someone interfering, something this and that. And those aren't necessarily the, 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 the right ingredients to having a great champion. You know, Ronda Rousey, they hyped her up as such a monster with the MMA background. It's very hard to have people in the ring with her that you start giving this your suspension of disbelief that, wow, this person can really hang with Ronda Rousey. Last year, Emma, before she was released, she had two matches with Asuka, and they were very competitive. But Asuka right. had such a long undefeated streak Everybody saw Asuka a thousand times higher than anybody else on the roster with the exception of maybe Charlotte. Yeah. So Ronda Rousey, they have hyped her up so much. There's not many people on the roster right now that you could say can really hang with her in storyline in a, in a match. So you have to reel people in a little bit. And I don't see them reeling in Ronda Rousey. And with Braun Strowman, I don't see them reeling in Braun Strowman either. So him carrying his own weight in matches, I'm a fan of Braun Strowman. You are as well. We're both yeah, big yeah. fans of his. If he wins the title, I'm fine with it. I have no yeah. problem with it. But again, when you watch his title defenses, if he's that much bigger than everyone else, you know, you look at the list of opponents who he could face. You know, I want to see Finn Balor have a universal championship run. That guy, I think, is arguably the most popular male wrestler on the Raw roster next to Seth Rollins. But well, we all know that Vince doesn't seem that way. Yeah. Yeah. As, as world champion material. I mean, I would think that Braun Strowman, much like the Andre the Giants, the big shows, the big John Studs, uh, the guys over the years who were real monster guys, Undertaker, doesn't necessarily have to be champion. It could be an attraction and a top guy. Right. But uh, he's young enough that obviously they want to give him a run with the belt because right now they, they really need that. And until Drew McIntyre is really, really ready. Uh, and Drew McIntyre, I think, has definitely just completely turned it around. I think he's done a much better job in reinventing himself than even Jinder Mahal did because Drew McIntyre actually has the skills, the ring skills. I think Drew McIntyre is the real deal. I think he's a future world champion. And I think Elias could be a future world champion, but they got to probably give him the IC title first, see how he does with that. I'm, yeah, I'm a little concerned with uh, Drew McIntyre as heavyweight champion. I see him IC really? champ, yeah, because yeah. I just – Close my eyes and picture the heavyweight champion on Raw. And I just don't know where that fits in with Drew McIntyre. You have WrestleMania coming up, and I don't see Drew McIntyre going into Mania 
as a champion or leaving as a champion as far as world champion goes. Other titles, yes. But as far as yeah. a world champion, I just don't feel it. And I don't know if WWE, there's, there's other people on the food chain that I could see ho them holding it before Drew McIntyre. Do I think Drew McIntyre is one of the uh, uh, next feuds for Braun Strowman? Absolutely. He, in fact, may be the next feud for Braun Strowman. Um, they might even tease a little dissension between Drew and Dolph Ziggler, and it may end up turning into three ways, not handicaps. Right. So, you know, that's the reason why they have Mickey James taking on uh, Ronda on house shows, because Mickey James is a veteran, and she can actually carry the match. She could lead the match, and it'll help Ronda gain experience. Yeah, and she's credible, too. I mean, that's the whole thing. And speaking of maybe even in a dark horse way because he's kind of the forgotten son and he's a former world champion and he's young and he still has something to offer is Bray Wyatt. Yeah. There's rumblings about him returning and the, the real rumblings is uh, him form reforming the Wyatt family, Luke Harper. That's the scuttlebutt on it. But yeah, I mean, Bray Wyatt is there. He's not injured or anything. I mean, he uh, they just don't know what to do with him right now, but they can bring him back and make him part of... Uh, the, the title. Like, again, when one guy goes down, there's opportunities for others. And unless they're going to outright release him, DT, I don't see why they can't bring Bray back and try one more time with this guy. There's no reason to release Bray Wyatt. I just don't see... I just don't see WWE putting Braun Strowman back into a faction. It's no, not. What about, a, it's what not, about Luke Harper? Because Eric is hurt again. Well, obviously. you know, I don't know. I mean, maybe you put Bray Wyatt on SmackDown. Maybe you put him on SmackDown. You have some wrestlers in NXT. You have some monsters that they can put in the Wyatt family. Maybe he starts, you know, uh, you know, he's going to have to turn heel again, in my opinion. But maybe he starts, you know, getting like making an influence over someone. Someone's going like, to uh, the dark side. Lost Sullivan maybe coming up and being with Brian. Yeah, possibly. But yeah. I just feel like, okay, Roman Reigns is down. All right, Seth Rollins, they don't want to blow their load with him being a heavyweight champ right now. Maybe that's being safe for Mania. So who is going to be the cornerstone of Raw? And you got the universal title. And if Braun Strowman is your next champion, throwing him into the Wyatt family, I just don't, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling it. And I just, I don't see it. I just don't see it. I think... Yeah. You know, I think whoever started those rumors, I think it's just they're trying to, like, figure out what to do with Bray Wyatt. And because there's nothing going on with Luke Harper right now, yeah. you know, they okay, who's going to be the third person? Oh, okay, Braun Strowman used to be in it. Let's throw him back in it. I just don't see any logic in putting Braun Strowman back into the Wyatt family. They Not tried to put they, him back in, but maybe they'll be a little associate, a little well, piece. Let me, say, yeah. let me say it like this. WWE went out of their way for a very long time to make us forget that Braun Strowman was ever in the Wyatt family. Cool. I just don't see them doing a 180 and all of a sudden throwing him back in there. They, they worked hard in trying to subconsciously convince us that he really was never in the Wyatt family. You don't ever hear them bringing that up other than maybe in passing once in a blue moon. So I just don't see them going that road again, especially also, now with Roman Reigns down. But also, DT, they haven't really crossed paths, you know, him and Bray Wyatt, yeah. despite being on the same show. I'm surprised uh, Four Horsemen women 
Shayna Baszler didn't cross, maybe because she was really suffering with the ankle yesterday, but after Shayna Baszler won, I honestly thought maybe we'll see a little backstage segment where they bump into Ronda Rousey and maybe Ronda Rousey's not happy with the way Baszler won or something like that. You didn't see any interaction with the with that group of four yesterday on the card. No, you didn't. You didn't see any interaction. Not even a peep of it. Not even a peep mm-hmm. of it. Nothing. No. So last but not least for tonight, unless you have anything else, WrestleMania tickets will be available Friday, November 16th at 10 a.m. It's taking place next year, April 7th at the MetLife Stadium in New Jersey. Ticket prices range from $35 to $1,000. There will be a limited number of Gold Circle VIP packages ranging from $2,000 to $2,500. That includes seating in the first nine rows ringside. You get a VIP stadium entrance, take-home chair, and you could get tickets on Ticketmaster. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, Actually, might as well mention, uh, because we talked about it for a long time, and it's in process right now. It ends on Halloween. Chris Jericho's uh, cruise that's going on right now. Yeah, it's wrapping up shortly. I tell you, I got some private messages from a few people that are on the cruise Mm-hmm. Everybody is having a ball. Yeah, that's um, what I heard too. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that's funny is this guy, John, that follows on show. He sent me a couple of pictures, and, you know, everybody looks like that they're having a ball, but there's so much going on that it's like nobody has time. If you notice, there's like virtually no real recaps online. I mean, that's you have true. a few people yeah. here and there making some thoughts. But there's so much going on that nobody is really taking the time to like just start like posting like these detailed recap. I mean, there's always one person that will do it, but everybody's enjoying themselves so much that they're just partying, having a good time. You know, they just uh, it's it's good. I I think it 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 was a great idea. I don't know if this will be a yearly thing. I don't know how much money they'll make on this, but one yeah. thing is for certain, they definitely did not take a loss. No, it's and it's a big undertaking too. It's it's if Chris can do it again. And uh, actually might as well shout out uh, to wrestling fans, uh, Shalona and Stefan, who got married. And actually Chris Jericho uh, stood in as their marriage uh, officiant. Uh, cool. I don't know if you saw Chris Jericho posted something on his Instagram and he said, wedding is Jericho. Now that's how you tie the knot. On that's his cool. Instagram, so that's, that's pretty cool. cool. He got, he got, and also there was something that came out. Uh, Cody Rhodes actually on uh, the Chris Jericho cruise, uh, according to uh, reports, says he has no intention on resigning with the WWE. According yeah. to WrestlingInc.com, it says he's re- and he's working on plans to do an all-in too. Um, you know, with the wrestling boom and everything. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, you and I said that the next day. I mean, yeah. when 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 the feeling starts drifting away. And people that invested so much money in going to this start suffering withdrawal. You will, I mean, people could go back and listen to what we said. You will have somebody that was that was heavily involved in All In that will just blurt out, yeah, we're working on a second one. You know, just to keep that thought out there and keep the buzz going, and then it'll drift away. And then you'll have someone else in an interview. Yeah, we're, we're scouting out venues. We're thinking about it. You know, we're going to, you know, and then... It's just to keep the buzz out there. To me, Cody Rhodes saying he has no intention of going back is to me is just like PW Insider. I mean, I, I laughed at this and I brought it up on Breakfast of Blasi. They actually reported a couple of days ago that the original plans for Roman Reigns at WrestleMania are now out the window because of his illness. Right. 
I, th- I took a step back and I thought about it and I said, wait a minute, they're reporting that as news? No fucking shit. He is sick with cancer. And to actually write a, a news report that, you know, the, the plans for Roman Reigns at WrestleMania is now out the window. I'm like, why is no. this being written? It's just like, you know, some things are a given. We've heard Cody Rhodes say 50 times over the last year, he doesn't want to go to WWE. He's happy doing what he's doing. Is this, this, and that, blah, 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 blah. But because, you know, someone wants to hear for 17th time, people write about it. Yeah. Well, you know, Cody's deal is up at the end of the year with Ring of Honor, so they don't really know what his destination is. He's being kind of hush-hush about it. But they're saying, you know, he's kind of in demand. He could probably go pretty much wherever he wants, but his deal does expire in a couple of months. But he can still wind up. It could just be a big dick tease, and he winds up going with WWE and appears in the Royal Rumble. Who knows? You know, you never really know. I mean, these guys are not going to – why give away the uh, secret? But why does his Ring of Honor deal matter? He's not exclusive to Ring of Honor. He wrestles all across the country and the world. No, but I guess what they're saying is if everything, anything that he has maybe commitments to is done, he's free to go to the WWE and he doesn't have to break any of those commitments. Sure, sure. Like that that, that kind of thing. But again, why give that away? And in a way, I don't want to hear who's coming when the Young Bucks are coming. I'd rather be surprised. I don't, you know, that's the whole problem. We know too much sometimes. I mean, listen, on a show, we report everything. But I'd like to even as a fan be kind of. I don't, I don't mind getting ambushed in a good way if someone's coming here and we didn't know about it. Uh, you know, last week's surprise wasn't a good surprise, but it didn't leak out. The Roman Reigns thing knocked us all on our ass in a way. But uh, it's funny what you said, DT, because it's obvious until you stop yourself and you see the headline, you go, yeah, no shit. Like you just said, like – a lot of depression around the locker room with Roman Reigns with cancer. And you're like, yeah, of course there is. Like, you know, that's that's a headline. Like a lot of people down about Roman Reigns situations. Like, yeah, that, why wouldn't they be? I you just, know? Uh, I, I don't, I don't, I, I just, I, I, and it's well, not. Plans, just, plans change, right. But like what you just said, plans change due to Reigns condition. And you, you see the big headline and you're like, yeah, uh, yeah, no shit. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just, just, just like what? Mets look at, looking for a new replacement for David Wright. Uh, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's, that's, that's exactly what's supposed to happen. Yeah. Mets are looking for a new third baseman since David Wright retired. <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, oh, I, I don't know, man. I just. Like I said, I, I, I try to give advice to some people out there. You know, they don't ask for it a lot of times, but, you know, sometimes the news that you don't report is just as important as the news that you do report. And they're just people out there that just clickbait. I mean, I've never seen clickbait as much as I do now. It is just, it's just incredible the amount of clickbait that's out there. But the, the worst part about it is when we, we've been on the Internet since day one, And, you know, mid-90s was still mostly like prodigy chats and email and stuff like that. It wasn't what it is now. But when we got into the late 90s, you started seeing clickbait online where I think we talked about it once. I always remember the one where uh, Booker T was wrestling on SmackDown, I think it was. And somebody had written an article, Booker T on Raw next week, click for details. And I clicked on it and it it said, uh, no, he's a SmackDown wrestler. And I'm saying to myself, wait a minute. Then I realized, you know, I just got suckered and all that. You know, so we saw that in the 90s. But at that time, they would intentionally write 
you know, very T and you still see clickbait on a lot of regular websites. You'll see, you know, like, what does this person look like now? And then you have to click like 50 pages to get to that one thing, or you'll see a picture of a hot bitch and they'll say like something about, you know, like uh full pause at the beach and you click on it and it's ridiculously stupid stuff. But in the late nineties, when people did clickbait, it was pretty cut and dry. We suckered you into clicking this link. What's happening now is it's not clickbait in their eyes. They actually think that writing an article that says, due to Roman Reigns' cancer, plans for his role at WrestleMania has been changed. I mean, talk about the stupidest common sense. I mean, why That's would you true. even write something like that? So there's a lot of people out there don't even realize that they're clickbaiting because they right, actually right. are believing the stuff that they're saying it's it's just really ridiculous man it's that that's why i get so upset when people try to put words on my mouth you know the, when people are saying that you know that i owe barstools an apology i'm like for fucking what and then i'm listening to what i said last week and and the, the thing that was funny was i went out of my way to say it, I had no problem with him saying that John Cena doesn't want to go to Crown Jewel. My whole problem was saying that the event's in jeopardy because of that, which was just dumb and stupid. There was no proof. There was nothing. That was just an assumption. And sorry, Saudis don't give a flying fuck about Daniel Bryan like no, we they, do. No, they don't. They don't. You know, so it's just I, I that's why I'm constantly trying to remind people what we say on these shows because it gets mixed up with all of the garbage out there. And it's just the way it is. And it's the way it's always going to be. Oh, it's true. And actually, just in a kind of a small tidbit of news, uh, Mick Foley did an interview a couple of days ago with uh, Wrestling Inc. And uh, people wanted to ask, uh, what's going on with Noelle, his daughter? Is she still pursuing a WWE career? And Mick Foley said, no, she's definitely not. That she got banged up quite a bit while she was training. And Foley said... She got injured, not just bang up, but injured. So she will not be uh, pursuing a career to be a female wrestler. She's still very young, so that could change in the future. But uh, I had noticed that, though, because I know her boyfriend, that clown guy, wrestles on the independent circuit. Yeah. Yeah, that uh, the, the clown dude that she's with. But, yeah, I noticed that, too. Like, in the last year, I'm like, oh, I don't see Noelle, like, in training. She, do, she takes a lot of pictures on the beach. But I, I noticed that. But there was never an official word. And, actually, he also said, though Holy Foley was a hit uh, show for the WWE Network, it became too expensive to film, and they've ceased uh, production on that. There will not be another season of that. So, unfortunately. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, just one last thing I want to mention before we go for those that, uh, are into new Japan pro wrestling, especially those that don't speak Japan. Like I don't, um, they added, uh, Lanny Poffo to their English announcing team. Really? So, yeah. So now they got, uh, Mav Gillis, Chris Charlton and Lanny Poffo, I believe. Right. Interesting, interesting uh, choice. Yeah. I like Lanny Poffo. I, mean, I like him. I like him too. In, 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 in doses. I'll never forget his poem that he said uh, in tribute to Obama many years ago. I actually opened up an episode of DTKC with his poem. Anybody oh, okay. out there that doesn't know, I don't know if it's still online. I actually looked for it about a year ago and couldn't find it, but I still have it. You know, I just got to find which episode it was. But, you know, he's like, he starts it off, there once was a man named Barack. And it just, it was just really funny. Okay. So. You know, he probably had it removed because he doesn't want any negative PC going his way because of the mob mentality these days, you know. Uh, pro probably, yeah. yeah. 
So uh, we're done. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So everyone, again, uh, tomorrow you'll be doing an episode of Dark Chronicles Halloween theme to it. Yeah, uh, we'll trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Wednesday will be Breakfast Soup with uh, Mish and myself. Thursday will be blah, blah, blah on Patreon. Uh, I'll be putting up This Week in Wrestling History for Patreon uh, Saturday morning. Be available for everyone else Monday night. And uh, we got some other things lined up over there. So everyone go check it out. Patreon.com slash Don Tony. Yeah, cool. So everybody who's a Patreon or if you're about to be one, I'll see you tomorrow night for the special Halloween edition with Trez. We're going to talk about all things horror. We still talk wrestling, but let's talk about movies and just the whole theme of Halloween. There's plenty to talk about, Lord knows. And I did see Halloween, the new Halloween, so I could talk about it with Trez. I actually did go to the movies, believe it or not, DT. And uh, so I could talk about it, and I'll give my opinions on it. I'll save it for tomorrow. And everybody else, catch you next Monday back here with DT for Don Tony Kevin Castle. Sounds good. All right. Talk to you tomorrow. Later. Will do. All right. All right, everyone. Um, For those listening on the download, uh, thank you as always for tuning in. For those listening live, stay tuned. You got more content coming shortly. Uh, Just a quick reminder, follow me on Twitter at DonTonyD, the website DonTony.com. Email me DonTony at DonTony.com, Facebook.com slash DTKC show. And once again, Patreon.com slash DonTony. Um, send your feedback as always. And, uh, you know, I, you know, I apologize to some people about venting a little bit about some of this shit from earlier, but, you know, I just really get annoyed when people like to try to twist all words and shit like that. And at the same time, you know, I'm not going to hold back simply because, you know, someone is a friend of the show, or if I feel a certain way, I'm going to express it. And I just thought this idea that, you know, I owe a a wrestling journalist an apology because of something that I never said, but 90% of his story was wrong and not factual and based on emotion. And I'm saying to myself, wait a minute, you know, what am I supposed to do? Send him a fucking get well, you know, like a I'm sorry card and maybe a fucking uh, a gift certificate or maybe give him a voucher for Starbucks grow a set of balls take responsibility and since when do people get apologies for being right i mean jesus christ you know how many apologies that we should be getting on these shows jesus fuck everybody needs a trophy everybody needs acknowledgement as you will hear on the evolution pay-per-view recap i am was baffled last night at some of the people out there that had no interest in evolution that didn't give a shit about the women's pay-per-view, that are not a big fan of women's wrestling, but yet they were constantly writing about it over and over and over and over and over. And I'm saying to myself, if you don't fucking like this and not wanting to see, why are you commenting about it? And some people will hear my reference with the Marlins and it'll, it'll make sense, but man, just some of this shit going on online and just it's ridiculous right now. But anyway... I'm out of here. I want to get this stuff online. So once again, thank you as always for the support. For those tuning in live, stay tuned. 
Support the Don, Tony, and Kevin Castle Show on Patreon. Get access to thousands of hours of back episodes. Get bonus episodes and exclusive shows. Castle Chronicles. Breakfast Soup. Pay-per-view recaps. DVDs. Beer koozies. Tattoos. And more. Support the show that's entertained millions for over 16 years. Patreon.com slash Don Tony. Once again, Patreon.com slash Don Tony. New to Medicare? Start now. Go to MyHealthPolicy.com to learn about some of the top-rated Medicare Advantage plans in your area, including plans for $0 a month in plan premiums, low out-of-pocket costs, and expansive provider networks. If you're thinking about a Medicare Advantage plan, MyHealthPolicy.com is a great place to go to find a plan that meets your needs. Learn more about your options. Even talk with a licensed insurance agent. MyHealthPolicy.com. I'm enrolling in Medicare soon, and it had me a little confused. Then I found MyHealthPolicy.com. With MyHealthPolicy.com, I could go online and compare Medicare Advantage plans from some top-rated national insurers, including $0 monthly premium plans. I could learn about plans in my area and talk with a licensed insurance agent if needed. MyHealthPolicy.com has made doing my research a whole lot easier. My choice, my Medicare, myhealthpolicy.com.